Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Yeah. Anybody, um, any engineers want to pop on? Tell me why Robin can't hear me. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? I don't even know if I'm on the air right now. So, Howard, you were you were not being heard by anybody. I guess I'm not. Hello. I can't. I don't know if Gary? he can hear you now. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you right now. Now you just froze. The Howard Stern Show. See, I had a weird, confusing early sexual fantasy, and I was always mystified by it. I was into the TV show Honey West. Yeah. And Francis. She was hot, blonde, big boobs, the whole deal. And my mom got me a book, a Honey West book, and I was reading about it, and in one little page in the book, Honey West was like bound and gagged by a group of dudes, and they were going to do weird crap to her. (laughs) So I remember laying in bed as a little kid, imagining that I was Honey West strapped down in the bed, spread eagle. Now that's weird. So I said, wait a second, I might be gay. Really? Why do why you am I, want to be Honey West? Why am I identifying with Honey West? I think that's you're just a masochist. Strange. I think that's the thing. You know, you want to be tied down. I wanted to be tied down. Yeah. Like, who get, like, I, uh, it dawned on me like two days ago. Who's it? Like, my hair's going to get crazy because yeah. I don't have, like, a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And then Beth goes, I'll cut your hair, but you can't cut my hair because. My my hair is curly. It's a you need. It's hard to cut your hair. Would you do me a favor? Would you sure. pretend that I am Bahati? I'm sitting here. I am, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hot in the garage. I'm wearing a bra top. I okay. My, and I only have panties on. I'm being honest. Can you go a little slower? Just talk about. <laughs> it. You have underwear on under that robe. Ain't nothing gay about him. All right. Like the one main thing I was talking to these guys about yesterday. When we went to Las Vegas, it was three days of shows, porn stars, strippers, everything out there, right? Yeah. Howard starts off the show, his first observation is he saw KC down at the pool with his shirt off. Like, uh, his first observation. Yeah, but what, what, you don't lie, Five hours later. <laughs> Why are you home fries? You're getting a little bit of a belly. Oh, oh look at stock. You know I like my girl shaved. <laughs> Make it out with the guy in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was at that time, Howard. It was another time. It was like he was just on the side, of the, like he was in front of his house making out with the guy. Oh, they couldn't even get indoors. No, they were on the street. But wait, what is this about the book? He's caught. <laughs> I think Ralph really did this. Did you make out with a, ki- a guy? Oh, Ralph. What happened? Oh, Are you high? No, this is... <laughs> I was I was gay way before I met Beth. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, for our long-awaited breakdown of well, we're not going to give a date because there's so many dates, and it spans from June until uh, the 16th of September. I'm your host, Fillmore Fingers, aka Jim Fix, aka Fillmore, and with me this week is the long-awaited return of Raven. Everybody, silent applause for Raven. Welcome. Hi, good to be back. Thanks for having me again. What had happened, guys, was we got a little um, busy with the NPD stuff, and we didn't forget about the breakdowns, but we just put it aside because, number one, the shows were getting a little more sporadic. Howard was on vacation for a while, 
and we <laughs> wanted to get back into the breakdowns properly and that takes a little more time because it's little clips you got to string together to find them throughout each show but uh raven likes to go through this because she's the queen of the mockery threads she thro- she puts them together we wholeheartedly encourage everybody who's part of the group or not yet part of the group to join for that purpose when wiggy is in and he's only got 33 shows 37 shows 33 shows which one is it we are down to 33 or 32 Okay. So anyway, he, it's so much fun and a lot of people are joining in to make up for people who have since kind of been lost in action because of work purposes or, um, family situation. We're not sure, but either way, it's a lot of fun with the mockery. It's a great support group for everybody listening. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, are you ready to go through this one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're going to go back all the way to June 17th, guys. And this is what I, because f- number one, I cut up these clips and I was going to be damned if we didn't fucking play these clips after all I got, got <laughs> up. But what was very odd about this was it's a lot of trying to out uh, Ralph. It's June 17th. And the backdrop is, do you, you recall exactly? Well, I remember this week was like giving a lot of history of the show and it was like how... Um, Howard met Beth at the Mercer Kitchen dinner. That's right. And Ralph was there. Right. And it got into, do you think Ralph is gay with Beth? And Beth just assumed from the get-go that he was. And then he got into this story of him and Ralph back in the day before before Beth came into the picture. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, we're and we're not going to go through the Mercer Kitchen stuff because it is a, a long, drawn-out thing, and we just wanted to get as many clips of more recent, uh, but I had uh, certain ones in this day. The backdrop is, he's ne- he's going through the blackface controversy, and this is, this is my contention. This was a setup for him to possibly come out if the blackface thing reached a fever pitch and he was in danger of getting Me Too'd. So he was going to set this up for, well, Ralph is gay, I'm gay, and that's going to, because the only thing to get out of a controversy or a scandal is to create a bigger one. And in their demented minds, in their back office, I believe they were saying, how are we going to handle this? You can't just come out. You're going to have to do a sort of... it was a redirection, if anything. Yeah. Absolutely. So... See, that week we heard about Robin and her abuse. Mm -hmm. We heard all about Howard and his climb to the top. Then we heard about him and Beth. So it was sort of like trying to make him more human. And the Ralph came into the picture to sort of like puff up his history. And it just happened to go along with him meeting uh, Beth. So the blackface issue came up. And we heard about on Monday after that, Howard's climb to the top and all that he'd been through and all the things that he was doing to be outrageous and they weren't really him. It was more of entertainment. And Mm -hmm. then on Tuesday, we heard about Robin. We heard about her abuse. We heard about how tough of a life she had Uh and how her and Howard came together and her cancer. We also heard about how rough that was. So that was more of like a sympathy show. There was nothing funny about it that day. uh, Wednesday, we heard about how he met Beth. And then the Ralph story that we're going to play came up right Mm -hmm. after that yeah it's and we're going to take out the mercer kitchen stuff but in between it all is all this suddenly oh he's gay oh i've i always thought he was gay oh i didn't know he was gay how do you not know you're the guy that's been hanging around with you for fucking 25 years is not fruit 
Like if you're friends, this is the first thing you'd find out. There were so many stories of him like grabbing people, uh, men, grabbing other men on the staff at parties. Everybody had been pretty much me too'd by Ralph at some point. And they, and Bowie comes in to admit that. So we find out a whole lot during that week. Like that. And we know from listening to old clips that, you know, Ralph goes out and parties and Ralph hung out with Sam Simon and John Stamos. And those people Mm -hmm. have a history that's a little cloudy too. So it, um, just goes to show you that they they can't keep their story straight. They're constantly changing and morphing into something else for whatever purpose they're trying to achieve that day. Yeah. Um, not only this, that. Not this only one that, just. This scripting, the, we, we say often it's scripted. Planned is a better word in this case. They were, do, I, I absolutely 100% believe that this was some backdrop to prepare for if the blackface thing suddenly became like so scandalous that he was going to be dropped from Sirius right away. Cause then yeah. all of a sudden, if he got, it's not me too, but the equivalent of me too dropped from Sirius for this purpose because of controversy, um, they were going to have this the same way Kevin Spacey tried when he decided I'm suddenly coming out when he was being accused of some pretty horrendous shit. And he was thinking, exactly. I don't know, dement- some narcissist demented thing where he's going, well, I'll just be, tell them I'm gay. And that excuses it, which makes no sense. And nobody <laughs> bought it. Like no one, no one said this, this little two step is going to help you, buddy. So let's start off with number one. Would you like to read them the way Sam does? Sure. Howard finds a hair in his yogurt, says it's his, by the way, I have a bridge in Brooklyn you might be interested in. This is a short. I clip. found a hair in my yogurt the other day, and it was mine. Oh, and I to, where'd uh, that come from? I don't know. My hair's everywhere. It just like I, yeah. I shed all the time. <laughs> I shed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then there's a couple of clips I, I deleted because they're kind of uh, extraneous. But the next one, number four, uh, let's listen to Liberace and Scott Thorson explain how they've seen each other's units. I don't think uh, <laughs> is gay. I think he's very feminine, but not gay. As a woman, I don't think I'm very. I don't As think a, I'm very feminine. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, after, after all, you do have a big set of balls. By the way, I have seen Ralph's uh, penis and balls. Oh, really? Oh, yes. How'd that happen? I don't remember, but I know I saw it. <laughs> I blanked out. Do you remember how that happened? There are Is things you. So- He's seen them so many times. How can he keep track of? <laughs> when was the first time or where exactly he was? This guy is ridiculous. Yeah. And listen to their voices when they do the Liberace voice. They yeah. do a George Takei voice. They do um, Wiggy's dad voice where oh, they'll yeah. spend a whole conversation both doing the same voice. Oh, yeah. And they've got the lisping down. They, they're definitely it's very too natural. close buddies. It comes, it comes too easy to them, doesn't it? Like all the remember out of the closet Stern used to be a bit. Yep, exactly. Right, and then he did like a gay skull, the uh, gay Stoke, the legend of <laughs> Tarzan, the leader of the gay apes, and shit like that. <laughs> yes. And uh, so it was a little always. And anyway, that's guys. If we wanted to do a podcast on his his homoerotic fantasies and bits and stuff, we'd have. Well, we wouldn't have time for anything else. Let's try. Let's keep in this, uh, going on this clip. Yeah. Um. <laughs> common that you're seeing penis and balls that it doesn't impact you (laughs) i'm just saying i saw it i know i saw it it was very nice 
<laughs> Were you traumatized? Um, no, why did I see your dick and balls? I forget. Do you remember, Ralph? I was telling you, I saw I, it. I don't know. I'll, I, I'll talk to you later. I think I have an oh, idea. Was he flirting with you? What was going no, I, on? I, I think he was in my dressing room. Do you know what remi this reminds me of? I'm sorry. Okay. I, guys, I, I, the 30-second rule, I'm forcing it to cut it at a place, place where it sounds stupid, but trust me, it's necessary. It reminds me of the... I didn't request condoms in my, on my, my, uh, you know, my rider, oh, you yeah. know, for private parts. And that Ralph <laughs> has got to be called in. He said, hold on for a second, Ralph. This is not your part. You don't come in yet. As if to say, we've rehearsed this slightly, but we right. have rehearsed this. And this sounds very much like Ralph's going, okay, this is where we're going to out you, which is not really a big outing because on the air, how many times did Jackie say, oh, it's, it's the boss's girlfriend. And they made right. jokes about it and stuff like in plain sight, but there had to be truth. I mean, somewhere, somewhere in there, somebody knows. Yeah, go ahead. Well, listen to, listen to Robin. She's prodding him with questions. She's giggling so much. She just knows, but she can't say anything. So she's just having fun with them because she knows yeah. that she's kind of got him on the ropes there. Yes. It's, and she It's fascinating when you hear it live. Because you know, like what we know behind the scenes or what we're alleging. What well, we pretty is, sure we know, yeah. It goes right into everything they're saying. And you can kind of, you can get the digs, the passive aggressiveness, the, oh, I got to sure. go. Or, oh, we crossed the line or uh, re redirect to something else. It's, yeah. it's, Oops, it's just the way of the show. Yeah. Oops, you've caught us. Ooh, I didn't know. I didn't mean to reveal that, meaning it was completely. And they, this whole, I don't remember where I've seen him. He's doing not even what, a year ago where he's talking about doing gay underwear parties to make Ralph like, let's, let's imagine we're at a gay club. It'll make us yes. feel more comfortable. How is that going to make a straight person feel more comfortable? And Ralph even told him, I think, I think that's enough. I don't think you need to show me anymore. <laughs> Even he had enough. <laughs> um, right? Yeah, and I we... said, "Hey, look at this, man." You did right. Wow. You, 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 uh, I was. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Changing. Blowing no, <laughs> no. He he just. I turned around and uh, I think that's against the law, isn't it? What he did to me? Not a lot. To do, yes. <laughs> I and you I were think I got some underwear, and you said, "Look at my bulge," and I go, "This is a bulge." No, I don't know. Oh. No, I think what mm -hmm. was. Was if I remember right, I was. We know exactly what was fucking going on. You were rimming him. He was blowing you. Something was happening. You were fucking felching. I don't know, guys. No straight people do this. I'm sorry. Even normal, like like everyday gay people, I'm sure they're gonna tell you this is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 literally scratching to get out of a closet. Isn't and it? We had. Let's just say for everybody up front. We have nothing against gay people. What we're getting at here is how he hides it, how yeah. he, he denies it, Ralph denies it, and, and yet they spend an hour pretty much every day now at the end of each show going mm -hmm. into some kind of gay deep dive, and right. no pun intended there. And, no, and, and not that this stuff happened for such a length of a show back in, let's say, even 12 years ago. 
during the first serious contract or even 20 years ago. It used to be like um, a one-off, but then all of a sudden it started coming to the forefront with Richard and Sal doing their gay stunts and uh, yep. like uh, teabagging and painting with the dick and stuff like that and licking his taint and or licking his balls or whatever. And uh, this it just sort of reached a pitch where at some point it seems as though it's like that's that's all like all of a sudden the girls stop coming into the studio right there's no naked girls coming yeah it in kind anymore. of it it remember we had um anal ring toss and then Artie yeah. was the king of that right well we went from anal ring toss to sal and richard getting paid money or dared to do gay stunts right and constantly showing their butts richard mm-hmm. drinks alcohol out of his butt um oh and Sal puts his uh, puts his What's balls it? in his ass. That happened this year. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> What's in my pouch? <laughs> I, I got a million examples, but that that was the launching point with Sal and Richard open the, yeah. the gay door in studio. Yeah. Then we had, you know, the the gay choir. We had so many examples. Yeah. Exactly. And the prettiest penis contest. When would that have ever happened, you know, at a certain point in the show? So it's it's just like bursting, like daring you to just <laughs> jump in and go, all right, come out. Come out. <laughs> no, Please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's only 10 seconds of that clip. Blowing you. And I saw your <laughs> right. <dick> balls. <laughs> right. Right. You tried not to look and then you I tried your to, eyes. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to get grossed out. Um, no, but I know I've seen his penis and balls. Okay, now you, you also know that Robin's laughing because she knows what the truth is. Like, that right. sounds to be all very knowing. The laughing, the giggling, the fucking poking. It's, it's, it's just out there. They know. They know. Everybody knows. They all know. Yeah. Number five, Hello Frisco. But, and, <laughs> when you statement, your you didn't see mine. I think I might have. <laughs> oh, no. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah, it wasn't embarrassing or anything. I, well, I, just, I must have been passed I, out naked. Yeah, there's the plausible, the plausible deniability, right? We're gonna, we're gonna believe mm-hmm. that you were an unwilling participant because uh, you don't recall this either. You probably built, <laughs> you probably Bill Cosby me, you fuck. Listen, there's a lot of gray area. It was nothing. <laughs> what? Gay. I, I, oh I assure you. I will nothing never gay. forget. How could talking balls and two guys be together and nothing gay? It's the gayest. I, I've told this story a million times, but it's been in my mind after yesterday's discussion. It was the craziest fucking moment ever with Ralph. Okay. Thank now the, you, Robin. Exactly. Uh, can you read number six, Raven? A gopher shaves a pelican's belly just before a horse walks in. Now, this is not exactly true, guys, because it was during the Allison days, but it's just funnier if you throw a horse in instead. And he says, no, um, upper. So I'm hearing this and I go, I don't know. I'm a fucking dude. I don't shave my fucking hair. He goes, let's go to the backyard. <laughs> let's go in the treehouse. My, my kids were young, you know, uh, you know, I was home uh, from work and he came over to work, if you want to call it work. And he uh, goes, he, <laughs> dressing me is a, a treat. But um, he comes over and he says, Let's go in the backyard because you don't want to get hair all over your bathroom. Okay. Um, I think we've discussed this before. You have a wife that at that point wasn't working, could easily do it for you, but you get your bisexual or gay friendly stylist to come in and do it for you. Warning bells. 
alarm bells? Oh, no. Sounds perfectly normal to me. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who doesn't do that? <laughs> Let's do it in the backyard. <laughs> Wouldn't you want at the in very the least to, to keep it somewhere extremely private? I don't get it. I'll shave you down. Let's go in the backyard. So I'm like, well, the kids are at school. My wife wasn't home. Do you have neighbors? Actually, I had put a whole bunch of bushes up and stuff, so it's kind of secluded back there, and, and everything was cool. That sounds like two guys talking about the time they fucking cornholed each other in their backyard. It doesn't sound like a shaving thing at all. So no. I don't know. You guys, you judge for yourself when you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. We're just playing you the clips, and you can draw your own conclusions. If you think we're full of shit, tell us in the comment section on YouTube, Podbean, whatever, Spotify, whatever you're listening to. I think it was on and a I patio. Figured, you had like a patio out there or something. It was a deck, like a wooden deck. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Uh, it was a nice deck. And I figured, well, all the hairs will fall right out onto the ground and blow away. Right. So I we hope go no out. helicopters or planes flew over. No, no, very secluded. <laughs> so, so... Uh, and I had a gate, you know, so nobody could accidentally get in. <laughs> the only person around, there was a guy that I met who was a uh, contractor, very masculine guy, he served in the military. Oh, God, this is this is right up his oh. alley. And wanting to get caught, that I have the whole fantasy, like, you know what I mean? He's, his 79 IQ shows through so much right now because he has a, he has a gate that's locked, but... He forgot he has a contractor who has access through that gate. It's almost like he's wanting to be found by this very masculine. It's always very masculine, like when mm -hmm. he describes things. Right. And I, I got to laugh because like Robin's like worried about helicopters or planes. And I'm thinking yeah. how much I would pay for a drone at that point <laughs> to fly over and just have that footage. <laughs> Technolo cow. Technology was just not on our side in, in late 90s. No. No, sadly. He, uh, he's a Southern boy, you know, older gentleman. And he was advising me. I was doing um, a construction job on my house. I was, uh, my you house should was also a say that that guy, was, that guy was there a lot off and on, so you don't really, nobody really remembers he's there, you know? Yeah, like he had the keys to my house. He was there all the time because they were constantly doing this work. They were trying to, you know, while we were living there, they were doing all this work. And he was my expert on, you know, all things manly and... Okay, it sounds even creepier than I remembered. Raven. <laughs> it does. Okay, I two points. One, there's way too many details being given about the wood deck and this man and his history. But then the second thing is, Ralph knows that he was there all the time. So that means Ralph had to be there all the time, too. Absolutely. And we know he was because that's all. that's the only person he hung out with those days. Right, I mean, those were the basement days with Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails, the doggy door, uh, the, uh, you know, that was, he told a story about Ashley. I, yeah. Ashley was the youngest crawling in through the, uh, the doggy door one time. And he's like, thank God I wasn't jerking off on the keyboard. I'm thinking in my head going, thank God you weren't with Ralph. And then she would have seen daddy. What are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's get going. Build this house and he was advising me and he was there every day and he was a nice guy, real salt of the earth. You know, married 30-something years, uh, you know, just a, a normal. Nice, 
normal, you know, the whole thing. But Are you going to yeah, say... I, I, never knew, I never knew where he was at. So I go in the backyard. Ralph's in his short shorts, and, and, and I think it was summer, so he had his Did shirt off. Did he have off. his shirt off, too? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Ralph has his shirt. And he goes, all right, I'm going to start shaving by your belly. I'm just going to take it down a little bit. So he gets... I'm just, I'm just, in my mind, I got that fucking gif of Paul Lynn going, I'll go for the fairy. (laughs) 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 Guys, I am not, I can guarantee I'm not homophobic in the slightest, but I'm creeped up because the way they're describing this fucking, like, like, I don't know, penthouse, like, what's the gay equivalent of penthouse? I don't playgirl letter to forum uh, letter. I don't know, but it's, it's such a fantasy for them. Yeah, and you're right. Overly elaborate, all these details and stuff that they, some things they can get right, other things they're totally spun, like they're, oh, I don't know, they're sort of like this. And it just sounds like the whole, you know, Allison busted me doing something I shouldn't have done during the private parts thing and the condoms. It just sounds very orchestrated and bullshittish. It's on his knees. Did I, re- was it really? Yeah, was he it got that on bad? his, it was that bad. He gets on his knees. <laughs> And he's got this big clippers, like electric clippers, which yeah. he plugged in outside. And and he and he starts to like he's he's on his knees, like showing me how to shave. I go, Ralph, I need to see what you're doing. So I'm looking down, and I, so I can learn how to shave my hairs. Oh and my. What he's saying is, look me in the eyes when you're blowing me, basically. This is, uh, by the way, Kayla, this clip was for you specifically. It's funny because this came up and we never, we never got to this. This was one day that, like I said, we, we clipped them. I clipped all the, the stuff and I never got a chance to use it. I said, let's, we got to use this because it also ties into more recent stuff anyway. So you just don't think, oh, it was only last two weeks where it suddenly got, you know, a little, little, little gay. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I don't know. Logistically, if Ralph's on his knees, which he mentioned three or four times, then if he's <laughs> six five or what we believe is six eight, going on six nine, how does he reach his belly if he's on his knees? He would be a little lower. Am I right? No. Well, Ralph. Ralph is quite short, isn't he? Like, I mean, comparatively by anybody by any standard, right? Because you've seen him in the studio, and like he's he's about Bowie's height or a little shorter even, and Bowie's not tall at all. No, they're about five seven, five eight. Okay, so if he's on his knees, so I'm just yeah, thinking like he's he's, he's at closer, his waist. He's closer to his groin he's not than his, his belly. He's nowhere near his belly. The other thing is, if you really had to do this, why wouldn't you just like stand and do it? Because Howard's that tall. Why do you need right. to get on your fucking knees? <laughs> I mean, unless just you're a doing detail, something else. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> call me crazy. Yeah. Could you imagine going to, the, well, it's, it's like, I don't know if you want waxing, do you just stand and the, your, 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 wa- the waxing esthetician just gets down on her knees and starts stripping, taking strips off your box. I don't know. You know, there's a certain logistics, like, wouldn't you lie down or something? And then, yeah, well, you, you I, know, like for waxing, I happen to have experience with, with waxing and waxing, yeah. you have to lay down. That's how they do it. Yeah. So this whole shaving thing is a little, I don't know, fuck. God. Like in the middle of the lower portion of my belly, I look up, and I don't want to say the guy's name, the, the very masculine southern guy who served in the military for years. What the like, fuck is going he, on he, here? No he, just, no, he just goes, oh, oh, oh. He goes, like he goes oh. I just found out something I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, he just goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry. It makes me think now, actually, now the way they're explaining it sounds a lot more like contractor came in, saw this going on, whatever this is, 
and most mm-hmm. likely told Allison. it's just as likely as you know this whole i have you know condoms that don't belong in my rider you know on the list for things to buy so i don't know just a thought just 92 cents and i went uh, no no Um, no. i'm with you thank you things rob's blowing me (laughs) yeah it was the worst because he 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 acted like he walked into you know like he walked into like he walked into brokeback mountain thank you well, yeah, <laughs> that's most, most likely true. Okay. Yeah. And the next clip is real quick. Uh, Beth outs Ralph. And this is the, one of the most oddest things to happen because, again, it just, it seems incongruous in the time of year, the time of like the show. Um, and, and after all these years to just do it like this, it makes no sense. Other, unless you have this backstory. <laughs> Honey, I'm telling the story of when Ralph was shaving me years ago and, um, uh, a, a gentleman walked in and thought he was blowing me oh in the backyard. God. Remember that? Don't you don't know that story? story. <laughs> oh, you should be. Don't listen to the radio. You'll be upset. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you be upset? Why would he say that? Why would she, you be upset? Yeah, she knows what she signed down for. So. Yeah, absolutely. This, you think Ralph's gay? Ralph's yeah. on the phone. He he he's saying he is not gay, and uh, some of the audience is uh, saying he is. I think Ralph is gay. But. <laughs> I think Ralph is gay. Like, yeah. I, love, I mean, oh my God. I just always have. I've never changed my opinion on that. Why wouldn't that come up way long ago? Why would that just suddenly be an issue? That's the other thing. Why keep the lie? Why keep the, the well, it's not a lie, but why, why take that long and, 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 and put it out there? Unless it's what I think it was when I explained it earlier in the show. Yeah, Raven. That was the one line they gave her to say throughout that whole thing. That was all she had to get out. Right. Everything else was Ralph and Howard talking, but her, it was, you know, I yeah. thought Ralph was gay from the get-go. Right. And that, that's so supposed to be, that's her, that's her being Ralph in the whole condoms private parts thing when Ralph's supposed to come in in the middle of Howard's story and tell about this shit and take some shit. In this case, she's supposed to go in and verify, oh yeah, I just thought he was gay. Cause now we're not making it about Howard and the blackface and the stuff. We're going to talk about this no. guy that I'm working with. And then again, this is the backstory. This goes into, if this becomes a problem, uh, this where I'm going to come out. I need, I can't just come out on the air like that. I have to have this sort of gay groundwork. Meanwhile, he's been laying it for 30 years. Go ahead. <laughs> he, it also cements her relationship with Ralph because they were talking about clothing and shoes and purses yeah. and styling. So she used all that as her point to say, well, I just assumed he was gay, but I love Ralph. I miss right. Ralph when he's not over the house. I right. wish he was around more. So that was, making it look like a happy threesome there. Mm-hmm. So this next clip is called Wiggy Assumed Ralph was straight after 10 years together. It's me home. Yeah, I was a gentleman. And I even said to her, if you feel uncomfortable being alone with me, you don't even know me, you know, but please, you know, I did all the right things, but I didn't stick my wiener in there and her lady things at all. Ugh. Just vile <laughs> lady things. There's with lady parts, first of all, lady things. Uh, just shows you what he thinks. The other thing I just realized, guys, and this is the truncated part where you don't hear about the Mercer Kitchen bullshit. Um, that, that, again, I, I, I'm going to reiterate it. It's going over old, old ground. You, one of the first things you figure out about your friends is their sexuality. 
that's one of the first, like whether you care or one way or the other, it's, it just comes out. It's a normal conversation. You say, Oh, I was dating a guy back in, Oh, I was dating a girl. Oh, I dated both, you know, or I'm married or I've divorced or you, you find these things out involuntarily. People mm-hmm. give this information. You would not assume someone was straight. It's bullshit. So this is the, the full clip. We'll play, let it play out. <laughs> But Easy when does Ralph. Ralph become gay? I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. So Ralph. <laughs> yeah, but wait a second. Wait a second. So I, I, I went just, to Beth after I, this conversation with Ralph. I went to Beth. But and wait, I said, no, I, I said, no, what? No, no. Just, no. Uh, that, uh, I didn't say it like you're saying it. I wasn't upset. I just said like, hey, I was talking to this girl. You don't even know if I liked her or not. And. Okay. Do you buy do you like what? What are, are they? This good actors <laughs> that they can pull this off, Raven? Your thoughts? <laughs> I, I really hate listening to Ralph all the time because yeah. he can't spit out a sentence without stuttering, repeating himself, and and just it's so annoying to listen to him. So he's hard to follow, and I think that's part of his sketchiness. Mm-hmm. Is you can't ever nail him down to anything. Right. So these stories are just on the fly, and it's however they want to spin them and whatever light they want to appear to be in. That's just mm-hmm. my take. Well, they're not smart enough to, first of all, rehearse it properly or make it sound natural or organic. It just sounds always contrived. And then it, it, you're right, those st- the tells, the stammering, you really hear that during the Artie, you know, tells the story about him stealing money from a poker table and from tip for mm-hmm. a waitress. And then when he's asked to explain things like, what, what was that? Like Cabby used to do the same yeah. thing, you know, or, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Oh, I don't remember all these, all these, you know. <laughs> was the one guy called in Ralph if you're ever called on to testify don't ever do it because you'd be a horrible witness <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's, let's play the so rest true. of that and I thought the same thing of Beth I thought she would I was friendly with her I thought she was really nice and stuff but I wasn't trying to pick her up but I was saying to you like hey how do you know I wasn't trying to pick her up maybe you should have checked that's all I was checking in with you you know you were saying, right like, hey, listen man, and I felt really guilty. I had not taken proper care of my friend. Okay. Just due to the rake. Hold on, guys. I, I assumed that Ralph was straight and that he was right. Like, I, like if he was in the middle of connecting with Beth and I came in, stole her away, I had really fucked up. And I felt guilty. Like, I felt like I don't do that to my friends. And he was the guy who got me to the party and everything. And Ralph is a really good friend. And I, and I did feel guilty. So I went to Beth and I said, I feel terrible. That's utter horseshit. He's a narcissist. We've covered that in, in full depth. Doesn't care. Doesn't feel, never felt any guilt. Didn't feel any bullshit. I don't, yeah. This story, just the worst fucking narrative on the planet, guys. Yeah. This is like William Goldman needed to fucking Not touch once. up this script. Not once what? <laughs> He had to he had to announce how guilty he felt like three, four times. I felt terrible. I felt guilty, guilty that that's him trying to appear human. Right. But he just he can't even fake that very well. The other thing is you never heard the story told like this in the 20 years or so or longer. We know it's longer. The 20 years that he and Beth have been together at this point. You've never heard Ralph so involved in this story. We know that he's there supposedly that's that's the base of the story or a cabbie supposed to be mm-hmm. there i think cabbie was actually there but they don't mention him anymore and that ralph was there but you'd never hear this whole oh i was interested in her how did you know i wasn't interested in her i was talking to her first and all this bullshit all you ever hear is the usual talking points we met 
fell in love, blue eyes. Oh, I gave it. And then later on, she goes, oh, I fed him off my plate. Yeah, right. <laughs> you first of all, I have to picture we yeah. eating, eating. <laughs> but um, that's already science uh. fiction, you know. So anyway, that's that clip. And then, uh, let's see, uh, Wiggy Tuck's gay shop with his employees. This is the conversation I'm building toward. Right. I went to Beth and I said, I feel really bad. I just spoke to Ralph and he never, ever really criticizes me. He's always, you know, but he's, he's up front. He kind of came down on me. I feel terrible. He was in the middle of hooking, you know, having a friendship with you that night. He was working you, so to speak. And uh, I stepped in and, well, this was me saying it to Beth. And yeah. she and, and Beth looked at me and said, what are you talking about? Okay, hold on. Ralph's gay. <laughs> I, go, I go, what do you mean? I go, no, he's not. He's not. I'm, I'm, I, she goes, does he have a girlfriend? I go, no. Has he ever had a girlfriend? I go, well, not really. But I go, I don't know. But I, she goes, I just assume. He was going to be my my friend, and that uh, and you'd go shopping together. Yeah, <laughs> your I assessment. loved him. I loved him from the second I. I still and we love him. Ralph and I are like... family at this point. This is, I I've heard, I've heard I've seen worse acting in a fucking Jessica Jessica Biel movie, <laughs> but very rarely have I seen it this bad on the like listening on the radio. Raven. Oh, it's terrible. I just I cringe listen to these these people talk. It's the and and this was back in June. This was yeah. like red alert for them yeah. that they really had to nail down all their relationships. And it's just you know it's not believable. Come on. No, not at all. So the next clip, uh, let's see, uh, let's see if I got this right. Everyone thinks Howard's best friend sucks dick, but why is this now pushed to the forefront? And I'll start with Robin, and I'll work my way through. Robin, do you believe Ralph has sucked a dick in his life? Oh, All yeah. Right. Oh, right. yeah. That's one. <laughs> she didn't even, like, hesitate. No. <laughs> she dumped on it like she like it was made out of ham. Well, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Why does it have to be so crass? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Uh, John Hine. Wait, what kind of vote is this? That's an unequivocal yes. It's just what we yes. think, Ralph. But it's not. But Howard, it's not a habit. Uh, JD. <laughs> oh, you don't think it's? You don't think it's? Yeah. JD, do you think Ralph has sucked it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it did. Okay, so so everybody's going down what they already fucking know. So it, what it, what does it line up? Come on, tell me what we want you to say. We know it. You all want to say it. Finally, whatever. It's it's why are they all piling on Ralph. Like there's no other reason for this. You know, nothing it, happens by gotta, accident there. Yeah, like I said, it's got to be a way for them to derail the show, mm-hmm. and and it it brings up a pattern. That we mm-hmm. see even today in the show. It's it's mm-hmm. gone on all summer. Okay. It's been nonstop dick and cock and balls and you name mm-hmm. it. And and especially as we get so do you think as we get closer to the tail end of the year, it's just gonna ramp itself up to a point where it becomes out cue? I don't think that it's gonna go that far unless he absolutely has to. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll because it would drive away some listeners 
and he's trying desperately <laughs> to hold on to the last hundred of us that might still be out there. <laughs> I'm doing it for a job. I'm not doing it for enjoyment. Yeah, this... I'm doing it because there's people counting on me to, you know, help entertain them during a show that's supposed to be doing the entertainment. I, I, so I, I, we're I entertaining picture... ourselves. I'm picturing you in the listening thread with an orange jumpsuit on doing your community service by listening to this shit. Because <laughs> there's no, like, the enjoyment we get out is, is mocking it, obviously, but it is it is painful to listen to and then type these sentences that you'd never thought in a, in a million years you'd be on social media typing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've typed some of the craziest stuff this year. And, and last year, too, where I, you know. It, it's just, I, I always think we've reached bottom, but it just keeps going and no pun intended, but you, it just goes are, deeper and deeper every time. You are Raven <laughs> F, FML Alexis. <laughs> That's your nickname. <laughs> You've used that so many times. You say yes. All right. I'm like, oh, yes. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Who else do we want to hear from? Anybody else want Ronnie. to Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie will have a thought. This yeah. is like a, a gay <laughs> tribal council, like it. And you couldn't have, you couldn't be fucking happier. Last thirty seconds, guys. Home stretch. <laughs> yes, Ronnie. But it's not a habit. It's not a habit. What do you think, Ron? For real, no bullshit. All right. So, so here's my deal with Ralph. Well, like, kind of like what Gary said and, and John. If Gar if Ralph is at a party, it's at th three in the morning, and he's high as a kite, and there's something going down. Whether it's cock, whether it's pussy, whether it's taking it in the ass, whether it's making out, heat, Ralph is in. <laughs> Literally in the in the rear end. That's the end of that whole section, guys. June seventeenth. So we're gonna leave that at there on your doorstep like a demented bottle of milk that's gone bad and you guys decide if you want to drink it or not. It's up to you. We do that. <laughs> that's that's there for free. It's like a, it's like an appetizer. It's on the house. Um, so now we're taking us into like pretty recent days. So last, uh, two Monday was off for labor day, right? The eighth or sorry, the seventh right. was off. So the we're going into the, off. yeah. So the eighth was when we got back. And since then, of course, the first clip is called surely paying his dues in Alabama now. And yes. we're, we're not going to give, uh, surely undue shit, even though I think I fucking, I think he's an awful human being. Uh, I hate what he does with the whack pack stuff. Um, I, I just, I just think he's an awful comic. Uh, I have no respect for him whatsoever. Um, but over the years you, you learn these things, you hear about them and you know that first of all, he was a part of the news team originally, right? Right. Okay. So it was, it was in the very beginning. He was a caller from Vegas before yeah, that. that he worked at an airport. That's correct. He lost, uh, win, win John, John, wins John job. Win John's job, sorry, my elocution has gone in the shitter, as well as his uh, stand-up career, and um, he uh, he, but that was set up. Chauncey ex explained when the old place when he did a podcast, um, he explained that it was all set up and you know it was prearranged ten weeks of bullshit so they didn't actually have to work, and um, that Richard was going to win and Sal was going to get employed and they're both getting employed, but surely for whatever reason. Uh, his wife and kids have moved to Alabama. He's gone with them and it's COVID 2020. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, that's their business. And we're not going to, we're not going to try to make his, destroy his life, which may already be in a shambles. That's his business. But on the show, you've got 
uh, wig vomit and the fat woman basically trying their best to shit all over him is as only they can do. Raven, when you heard this, what was your first, um, your takeaway? Well, my, my whole thing was that he probably couldn't afford to live where he was living because it's really Mm -hmm. expensive in Queens or Astoria. And he couldn't do the stand-up gigs because of COVID. Yeah. He was trying to do outdoor stuff, but he may have done one or two this whole summer. So he wasn't bringing in that income that he needed to survive on up in New York. And mm-hmm. apparently his wife couldn't make money either, but she can make money in Alabama. And they have connections down there. I'm not sure exactly what. That's none of my business. Yeah. So for him, it's cheaper. Um, and it's all about he mentioned safety and I get the safety thing. Like your neighborhood's bad. There's shootings, there's attacks, assaults, murder, Mm -hmm. but mainly it's what drives most people is money. So I'm guessing that it was a monetary thing that put him and his wife down there. And regardless of anything else, he's, he's made a decision and it doesn't, Howard said that he's not going back in that studio till the end of next year. Like yeah. 2022. So right there, if I'm on the staff, I'm thinking, well, I could save some money if I moved away from here for a while. Because obviously I'm not going to be back in studio. Well, what, what didn't shock me was then what Shuley admitted. He said, we've been renting in New York for nine years. That would presuppose to me that mm-hmm. I, that would presuppose that he just didn't have enough money to bother wasting on a mortgage and thought also he right. thought. I, this is up in the air. I don't know how long I've got a boss who constantly dangles in front of people a certain amount of years. And then how do I know I'm going to be employable after a certain point? So it sounds to me that since the second contract, the one from 2010, Shuley's been sort of, oh God, I don't know if I can do this, whatever. And he said, I've got audio clips of him on the wrap up show ages ago saying, if it wasn't for the stand up, I could not afford to live in New York with the money they pay me. So I, I would hazard just to say that he was getting maybe like mid five figures from Howard, like 50, 40, anywhere from 40 to 50,000 for doing the news. And that's it. Cause there, he's a cheap I bastard. He's a cheap bastard. Mm-hmm. So all the news people, I think like Penny Crone and Lisa G might've got a, l- a lot more money uh, because they're a lot older and that's their, that was their, their gig a news beat, whatever. Um, before mm-hmm. they <laughs> got let go as well. But, um, yeah. But Shuley's just a, you know, a pothead caller the same way Will was a caller and Ralph was a caller and Ronnie was a, was a fan. So he would have worked for nothing and he did work for nothing as far as I'm concerned. So we'll play that first clip and we'll go, we'll uh, actually, um, we'll play this first clip. Just one sec. Uh, what if the show goes back to working in Manhattan? I'm assuming at some point we will go back. What will you do then? Will you come back to New York or will you just abandon the show? Well, when I talked to uh, management about this ahead of time, I didn't just pick up and leave without letting anybody know. I worked this out ahead of time. I was told that while we are on a work from home basis, that it doesn't matter where your home is as long as you're able to work. And my issue. Okay, 30 seconds, guys. My issue was my family didn't feel safe. My 10 year old daughter didn't, didn't feel safe. My wife didn't feel safe. And I made a decision based on my family. I put my family first and I wanted them to feel safe. And so I came out here. Well, I I didn't know shit. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know shit about Alabama. And I came out here because I got to a point where I said, if we're going to, if we're going to pursue this, 
<clears throat> I got to go out there and see this community and see what the hell it's like, because much like you and I'm sure most of the staff. Okay. Um, before we go any further into that, the other thing is this guy's, it's ironic during hurricane Sandy, Shuley couldn't wait to abandon his wife to stay in studio and be in the arty chair for the one, I don't know, week it was or a couple days it was. And then everybody else was taking all this shit. Like, can I count on you? Why isn't he saying that to Shuley? But he is saying that to Shuley now. So let's yeah. continue. You hear Alabama and you assume, you know, rednecks and shit kickers and all this stuff. Well, when we came out here, it couldn't have been more of the opposite. It, it, it was really great. I have, I have. I'm not uh, saying you're wrong. I'm saying, you know, right. you know, JD now broadcasts from Siberia. You know, he moved there. His house <laughs> cost him. He, he's got a 10 bedroom house for $17 uh, that he paid for it. And this bothers me because I, I, I don't like JD any more than I like Shuli, but shitting on your fucking low, low, no rent fucking uh, staff is probably the most distasteful you, thing you could do if you're a multi-fucking millionaire. And yeah. you've got no, you're in, you're in Castle, Castle Skeleton uh, off, in, off in Long Island uh, in the fucking Hamptons and you're shitting on your employees for doing what they want to do for their spouses and families. Fuck you, Howard. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Little rant. Siberia. So he's, he's there right let now. Let me ask broadcast. you a question, Howard. Let me yes. ask you a question. <laughs> let's, say, let's say there's a vaccine uh, what, in October, November. When, when, do you, when do you come back into that building? Well, again, you, you're, you're asking a question that is difficult to answer. It's you the know, same question if, you're asking me. If, if the, when would you ever hear Shuley say it, speak like that to Wiggy, ever? No, he's backed into a corner right now. He's really yeah. fighting for his for for his job, for his reputation. Mm -hmm. And someone pointed out n not too long ago. I'll say this real quick: that on his website, some of the Stern affiliation stuff has been scrubbed off, as if to say that he is angling for life after Stern, meaning that he doesn't have a job at the end of this year. And I think that's the case. I think Brent left before they could get rid of him, or they had to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like he, he, what is it like, jump before he was pushed? And Shuley's going to do the same thing, too. They're all going to get let go. And I think Robin and Fred, too. But that's another a discussion later on. Vaccine. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, if I have to go back into the building, I'm, I'm not an Alabama. Yeah. I'm a bit closer than you are. <laughs> I've that's got fine. And listen, and, and if we get to that point, if we get yeah. to that point where we're all coming back to that building, then, then we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. But you would. Yeah, go ahead. Notice Howard never says he's going back or when. He never nails him down on that one. He just says, I happen to be closer yeah, and have easier access. But he never says when he'll go back, even after no. all the vaccine stuff. Of course not. And he's one of so our sketchy. And one of our new posters, um, I, I was just chatting with her. She's a longtime fan, and she's from Jersey, and she says she lives not too far away from where Robin lives, which is a gated community. I don't know. I don't know American geography. I know Jersey is next to New York. I know that. But um, the that uh, it's if she says gated community, I'm I'm assuming it means exclusive. You know, bigwig bullshit like security fences, gates, all that shit. No. Right. I would agree that you need it's it's something where you have to have a code to get buzzed yeah. in. Sure, absolutely. And there's security cameras. Yeah. Uh you you know, there's a by gated that means there's security there to let you in. Sure. Or you need a passcode or you need like a like a clicker or yeah. some form of uh entrance into this <laughs> fortress that she lives in. 
Yeah, so there's <laughs> maybe armed guards there uh, <laughs> by uh, Castle Ben and Jerry's. All right, let's keep going. And I both know nobody knows what the fuck they're doing with this thing. Nobody That's knows true. how to fucking contain this. Why are you, you so angry? Me? Why are you yelling? Why are you uh, because, getting worked because up? I think because I think it's silly that uh, I'm just asking if somebody, how if you somebody's. You know, he right now it's funny. It's a parallel. Same with that Hurricane Sandy thing. Doug Goodstein was the one giving Howard shit when it was Hurricane Sandy. And he was saying, uh, you know, you're talking about two sides of your mouth. You're saying, oh, everybody has to take care of their family, but why the fuck aren't you here? And that's kind yeah. of what Wiggy's doing here to him. It's ironic how this kind of cycles back around. And again, it's Julie's fault. Why are you getting angry? Why are you getting upset? Mm -hmm. It's your fault. Thank <laughs> you, Bob. Thank you, Bob D., for showing us the light. I, I just I was want explaining thank to you. Julie, you, you yeah. sound defensive for a guy well, who I'm saying, Julie, how did you come to Alabama? Right. You know, this is mind blowing because if we do go back, right, you would be very far away. I think the commute would take you um, three days by car. How how early does he have to get up? <laughs> it's fourteen hour drive. Honestly, Robin, you should shut the fuck up. It's the last thirty seconds, guys. From New York to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, uh, the move was supposed to make things more relaxing in your life. You sound wired. <laughs> you sounding amped up. I've been so relaxed and happy up until this conversation this morning. Right. I mean, you're not even in the same time zone as us anymore. I mean, what uh, what, what, yeah. what what time is it over there? I'm an hour earlier than you guys. Uh, hour, yeah, hour <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Shuli is now broadcasting from Alabama. Okay. Yeah, Raven. I hate him. I hate her. I hate both of these rich fucks for all the ways they berate the staff they look down on them and they don't do shit in their fucking lives excuse me everybody for the language but i just i needed to get that out i am so sick and tired of hearing this man and this woman cackle and pontificate and tell us all what we should be doing during this godforsaken pandemic and we're just trying to make our lives livable and enjoyable yeah. and yeah. how dare he how dare he shit on anybody he has no clue what any of us, what real life is like. No, of course Thank not. He has, he has a tutor for everything, including just... breathing. So, I mean, and you've got Robin, who she's, she's just as useless. They're two useless tits. If you ask them both of them, they couldn't both of yeah. them boil water. They'd, they, they, they couldn't make mac and cheese. They just wouldn't know what goes in first. They, uh, and then to shit on, this is where I guess I find some bit of sympathy I, even though I really don't, I guess it's <laughs> theoretical sympathy for Shirley. But this is how this is really showing more about Howard and, and Robin that they're shitting on these people that make nothing that he deliberately underpays. Robin should have a little sympathy because she's under his fucking, you know, his his uh, his wallet as well. But she's way, way more well oh. off, so she doesn't have to worry about it. And she doesn't have to worry about the stuff you're talking about. Shirley, on the other hand, is. He's been a working hack for a long time and, uh, you know, doing, trying to make ends meet and Howard's not making that easy. And to do this, I think is inconscionable. So number two clip, Wiggy in 34 busts Shuli's balls about having a second family. Okay. All right. There's well. no place safer that's close to New York. Where are you, Robin? Where are you that you're so safe? She's in Jersey. She's okay. about 20 well, minutes Jersey, outside of Manhattan. We looked for places in Jersey. It didn't no, work Jersey, out there. I understand. Like, like, Gary, aren't you moving to Maine or something? 
I mean, listen, if you said we're never coming back, I'd move to Maine tomorrow. And by the way, no wow. Like this is, this is very telling Raven. You got, I know you got something to say about this. Go ahead. I am so glad you pulled this clip. This yeah. clip is very telling. If yeah. you listen. Okay. I love how Shuli is attacking Robin. Where are you, Robin? Yeah. She's in a ritzy neighborhood. There's exactly. Jersey's expensive. Oh, trust me. I'm a state away. So Jersey's expensive. He'd have to live in like Camden or Newark. And those are dangerous places. Okay. So, okay. Then we've got Gary. And yeah. Gary's already shopping around to get, unload yep. his Connecticut mansion. And That's he right. wants to move to Florida. Mary's objecting. Yeah. We'll find out later. Yeah, it's political. And he's also looking said. at Maine as a summer house. Mm -hmm. So he wants to cash in on the Connecticut house, and then he wants to split it up between Maine and Florida. He's already got an exit plan. Yeah. I don't hear, and he says when the show ends. Right. But we know he's making, he's making an exit plan for himself and his wife and yeah. the kids. Which sounds it's, more, it's it sounds so, more it, like, so it sounds, yeah, it sounds more like retirement for Bowie than anything else. And I, and years ago, cause the, one of the discuss, discussions we we're not going to go into is about how can, are they so well off? Can they like, who gives a shit? I personally don't really give a fuck what happens to them professionally, but Bowie made it always sound. And I know a little bit about his finances from what he's divulged on the air that he couldn't, I don't think he could retire if he wanted to, not unless they wanted to downsize their lifestyle, which they'd have to. And that's what this sounds like he, they're going to have to do. Uh, yes, Raven. Just the other thing, uh, Ronnie had an exit plan to go to Vegas before Vegas. the pandemic, too. Yep, yep. So it and sounds that got very... canceled. He couldn't yeah. buy the house out there. Because of the COVID situation, it's... obviously. Or he couldn't sell his it's own. It's almost like they... Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it was selling his own, but he was looking into buying houses out there. And he was supposed to go out and either make settlement or um, choose between a couple or look into a couple. But he had made quite a few trips out there and was already undergoing the process of finding a retirement place. Remember, yeah. Stephanie was going to start like a vet, a veterinary clinic or something like a hospital. That. Yeah. yeah. And, and so those plans had to be scrapped. Yeah. Now with Ronnie, you would, it would attribute to the fact that he's, you know, 70 something, whatever, 70 or 71 years old. He's I don't 70. know. 70. 70. Okay. So he's a little older than I look, Howard. Yeah, I it up <laughs> we, we do our homework. Well, Raven does her homework. I'm the shitty student. I'm, I'm the He'll one be in 71 next month on October 29th. I think he turns 71. Scores the average old. age of Robin, Fred, Howard, and Ronnie is 67. Yeah. And that's because. 67 years old is the average. Is, who's, so is Robin the youngest? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is Robin the youngest? No, Howard, uh, I'm sorry, Fred is 65, yeah. Howard is 66, Robin is 68, and Ronnie is 70. Okay, that makes Bowie the youngest if you want to include him into the, into the mix, but he'd be like 60, maybe, 59, something like 59, that? 59, I believe. It's, yeah. It was his last year in, his, in March. Okay. God, I know way so, too much. So, and yeah, and, you've, <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing I get, guys, it bothers me because it doesn't bother me, but it makes me annoyed that a, a fucking tens of millionaire can't make sure that everyone in his, in his circle is taken care of well in advance. That's why we'll always, I'll always praise Jay Leno, uh, because he took care of his staff. Like you have no, you have no idea, no conception how he took care of his fucking staff when they were on strike, whenever this was happening, whatever they had to leave. Anyway, it's a, a whole other discussion. I'm not, I don't have any. Let me let me give you an answer first of all. 
Everyone looks to me to have an answer about if we're ever coming back. How the fuck do I know? I'm sitting in my basement. Right. Well, and, and, Howard, and that's why that's why I wouldn't make the move. And I want to point something out to Shuley. When you said, Howard, are you coming back? Howard may never come back, but that doesn't mean we're not going back. There may be a scenario where Howard stays where he is and we as a group go back to, to the office. Well, that's so true. It's just something to think about. Now, this is very telling for a couple things. Number one, every time there was a contract renegotiation year, he'd do the same bullshit every time. I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know. And then mm -hmm. at one point, there's a clip I pulled where Gary said, uh, he goes, Stern goes, well, l listen, uh, you tell me what your plans are and I'll let you know when I'm going to. And then Gary said something like, yeah, the last person you said that to went to the Tonight Show. <laughs> it's like, and I, I laughed fucking hysterically when he said that, because that was not a shtick. That was him saying, listen, asshole, you don't fucking take yeah. care of you're, you're supposed to give us well in advance notice when he got rid of the fucking Howard TV crew who knew that their thing was, was set to expire when he decided two, three months before it actually happened that they're not coming back. What a kick to the fucking balls. Yeah. You wanted to say for sure. Oh, I, I lost my thought there. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's saying, look at me. I'm in my basement. Yeah. Okay. This is like a multi-million dollar bowling alley dungeon. Yeah. With you name it. He's got what? I don't even know what that house costs. 12 million, 15 million. Which I'm probably the, way off. In the Hamptons? So like 50, 55, something like that. 50. Okay. Yeah. I know West Palm is like 50. Yeah. And the penthouse in New York was some ridiculous number two. Oh, I'm, I'm certain. Regardless, yeah. he's saying, look at me in my basement. Really? <laughs> Wiggy, you should come see my basement. I'm like in it right hand, now. Like he's Take handsy. a look. Oh, my God. It just, it's infuriating. I can't yeah. even tell you. Yeah. Well, if he, if they did flood his basement, uh, do you think he'd have the energy to blow up the life raft and the boo in like the, uh, make himself uh, like a water, uh, <laughs> buoyant. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. But Julie says he that, could always, Julie says he could sell the house in Alabama and then uh, come back if he had to. Are you really going to do that? Maybe. It, who knows? Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? You're going to you put know? your kids in school. No, it may be it may be my wife and kids stay here. Maybe I go back and get a place in New York and work. Oh. I don't know. Mm. But right now I know this is this is the best case scenario for us as far as stress and worry in our life being turned way down to a minimum if not zero. Okay, so we're not going to speculate on what that means, guys, although some of you um, you're more than welcome to do so on whatever, you know, social media you have. But um Regardless, you just hear the, the derision in Robin's voice. That's just that's that's why she's the most hated person on my channel, my independent channel. And whenever I post something anti-Robin, you have no idea how many people jump on there and there's no there's zero support for her. Zero. The only person with slightly more support gets like Greg Fitzsimmons clips. Go ahead. What does Robin know about um, a family and kids? What Nothing. does she know? Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Can't now, keep not, a man. Not that you have Can't. to have one to understand, but it doesn't. Most people are not going to take people who are single. They're they're not going to take their opinions on family, child rearing, um, husband, wife. When you've not had the experience, they're not going to take your opinions very seriously. That's just the way the world works. Um, and for her especially, <laughs> we if you read her book, and I know you you read Quiver's Life, didn't you? You had to have. Yeah, I, I did. Right. Okay. Long if time we ago. Have, 
if we ever like if I ever pull some of the clips from that thing for some future purpose, oh my god, guys, you are not going to. It, those of you who are still oh. supporting the show, read the book, read the book, read the fucking book, and get back to us. And if you if you read it properly and you have a you know adequate reading level, you should understand that she is a monster. And this is like her casually showing it, not the full extent, but pretty close. Compared to where it was. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is this a big plan to ditch your family? Like you put them in Alabama and then right. after COVID's over, like you just start like living your other life in, you know, New York or somewhere close by. Do you have another Plus, family maybe that <laughs> I barely can keep one. That's poking. That's poking. That's too fucking close to the, to the fucking bone. I would say any, any thoughts? Boom. Boom. Oh my gosh, the irony alert is off the chart here. Absolutely. Who ditches their family? Let me think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who hides in their basement? Who gets a penthouse in New York City? Who could that be? Who leaves their family and lets their house go into foreclosure? <clears throat> Blobbin. I don't know. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> hmm. Let me think. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not coming to me yet. Yeah. Can you read um, number three, please? This one is a very odd a diversion, but it's in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sideways star fucking and lathering his pud over Machine Gun Kelly. Right. And I didn't know who he was, That's but a, bl- a blind item came out saying that he is um, in the closet. And that makes perfect sense why he suddenly got uh, nuts over him and why he's going to be coming into the show. Uh-huh. And he was genuinely excited about his award, and I found that charming. But he was wearing, like, this pink suit, and I was like, this. I, I just fucking disliked the guy. I didn't like his name, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I, I, I even said to my wife, how do you call yourself Machine Gun Kelly? I mean, what are you into machine guns? Why are people guns? even buying into it? Yeah. Like, the real Machine Gun Kelly, I think it was because he had a machine gun. Yeah, he actually had a machine gun, probably <laughs> killed a lot of people with it, but... Uh, Okay, uh, guys, again, 79 IQ. He doesn't know history. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know. He's gonna know he has no interest in anything, so why would he know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he claimed to watch the Motley Crue movie that came out last year, The Dirty. Uh-huh. The dirt. He was in that. The Dirty. Oh, was he? I, I'm sorry. I, my no, sorry. Yeah, he had a lead role in that. He played um, Tommy Lee. Oh really? Okay. I knew I read yeah. the book and I was it was it was an amazing read but uh, I would never I, I heard that the movie was well, made you want to read the book instead. Um uh, but that uh, yeah they got legitimate actors. It wasn't a documentary so much as it was biopic. And so getting actors to play, you know, Mick Mars whoever the fuck else. So he played Tommy Lee? Yeah. Yeah, wow, he did. That... He did a decent job. I mean, I gotta say, you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Motley Crue, but it was more Same. of like a. It, the the whole movie was just what is it a guilty pleasure for me? Sure, because I not? know the music and yeah. the story was kind of. I I would I want to say it's fictionalized a little bit, but some of it. No, I mean some of it was was definitely real. They okay. had an Ozzy Osbourne appearance in it, and there, there's stuff outrageous stuff in there, but. You know, that's the rock star life. They were trying to get that across, but they also had a human side to them and how they broke up, got back together, whatever. It's it's Machine Gun Kelly in that. So mm-hmm. props to him for trying to act. He couldn't defeat Eminem in a rap battle, but he could do that. So that's the way he's going. He's dating Megan Fox. Wiggy's got a ton of stuff to ask him, but we know where he's going to go. All we all time. know how this interview is going to go. Yeah. And Isn't if, acting if... wonderful? Is 
yeah. you know, just yeah. so much. It's funny though, when un- <laughs> after so many years of archiving clips, the only thing when you mentioned Motley Crue, the only thing I can think of is the Richard Christie uh, parody that he did for uh, Casey. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> 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 One of my favorite songs. Yeah, parodies. those were the days. Yeah. But then I looked this guy up. His name is Richard Colson Baker, and I was like, getting annoyed. And I remember um, Pete Davidson, who I like, said that his best friend is Machine Gun Kelly. And right. I didn't want to bust balls at the time, but I was like, how are you friends with a guy named Machine Gun? You know, like, what do you mean Machine Gun? What like, do you, you call him? You better be a tough motherfucker. Well, anyway, then Machine Gun Kelly decided to perform. I guess he, this is before the actual MTV Awards. This sounds, that's why it's called a sideways star fucking. If Pete Davidson is cool with this guy, I have yep. to be cool with this guy. I want to know the cool people, all the cool kids. So I'm not going to talk shit about him, mm-hmm. even if I don't know about him. And it's, I found that very fascinating because a, a real honest person would have said, who the fuck is that? You know, like that sounds like a douchebag, you know, with a name like that. And that was his real thoughts, well, but he wants to star fuck. Okay, he's 66 years old. Machine Gun Kelly is like, I don't know, maybe 30. In yeah. his late 20s, 30. But yeah. the whole Pete Davidson connection, Pete was on the show this year, right? Yeah. Maybe twice now, I forget. Maybe. Yeah. So he's got, he, he's, like you said, it's sideways. It's like a side, he's name dropping, star fucking, and he's warming up to him. He'll be like, oh, at first I didn't know you and you took me off my guard and yeah. then i saw this and this and this is how i fell in love with you yep and blah 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 it's gonna it's gonna be a, a love fest on right. whatever monday or tuesday next week mm-hmm. so yeah. right after this but, comes out yeah but it's completely lateral it's completely predictable because any connection and so the pete the any snl connection he's looking to fucking uh, like lather them up as much as he can to get to the next like to st- to step on their back to get to the next person. So while I'm waiting yeah. for the this fucking guy was so good, was really? such a oh my god, I went my whole attitude about the dude changed. The guy he was can fucking be machine gun Kelly. He can he can be you know look I debate <laughs> the name machine gun Kelly even for a musician, you know, just be be Richard Colson Baker. Now, the thing, is, the thing I believe, and this is just my opinion, guys, I don't have any proof. If the blind item is true and the guy's closeted and Howard knows that, that's why. That's the only thing. And he thinks he's cute or whatever the fuck. That's the only reason to have him on. It's not because he likes rap. Because we know he hates music. He fucking hates any kind of music. Doesn't matter. What he tells you, and this whole week of Bonham fucking beating to rolling out the corpse oh. of John Bonham and going on bullshit and calling up Lars Ulrich and getting all this, who's the best drummer, this kind of discussion you have when you're 14, like maybe 13, 14, 15. And he's 66? Yeah. Uh, 66. Till January. Christ. Jesus H. Christ. And he's, by the way, done this, he, I don't know, once a decade for the last 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. If not mm-hmm. more. Right. The um the thing about Machine Gun Kelly is he fits his profile. He's a skinny twink with tattoos <laughs> like Adam Levine. Exactly. He's um his sexuality is questionable. Right. He's got, you know, uh, music background, acting background. It it just all sort of fits the profile for what right. he probably I mean, fantasizes and looks for on his webcams. Oops, did I say webcams? But Sorry. but on but on top of this if he's hot or moderately hot in the business 
Wig wants a piece of that. He has to get yeah. as close to whatever celebrity, however fleeting it might be, as he can just for the purposes of the show. And of course to socialize because when he does the odd time, he gets out of his fucking mausoleum in the Hamptons. Yeah. Uh, real quick, he could be a, a Buckwald connection or a favor. Just could saying, be. putting it could out be. there. We, we, could even, we could possibly even find that out. Uh, the next clip is called No, Marianne from Brooklyn Doesn't Sound Scripted, scripted and Liberace Was a Poonhound. I met you. <laughs> oh my God, Howard, I missed you so much. I love you so much. And I'm wondering, with all this talk about COVID and people maybe returning to work, have you thought about it? It's, there's 37 days left to the contract. Have you been thinking about it during your off time? Okay, so <laughs> we mm. used directed to mm. call him because, and this is, he does mention about Jim Meyer in the, on the 15th or 16th, but I didn't call that clip because it's just ass lathering. So this was brought up on purpose to bring up the fact that he's in contract renegotiations or not, as the case may be. She is his voice box, squawk box, yeah. I think is a better <laughs> word. And she will set the agenda she was the one that that started off the blackface conversation back in June when the controversy oh, yes. was going on. So yeah. now she's a squawk box for contract negotiations and still trying to push that agenda. And yeah. he's all, you know, I love Jim Meyer. I love Scott Greenstein. I'm This is the best job ever. Right. But it's also a time of year where we're going to see a lot of... Um, He's going to bring up all the stuff he's accomplished in his past, and right. he's going to be heavy on guests. He's going to bring in a lot, a lot of guests this year. Oh, and yep. that's just to show that he is a viable, you know, like having Machine Gun Kelly shows that he's current and relevant. But we all know the opposite of that. So it's go like ahead. A, it's like um, I think it was Angelo Dundee, Muhammad Ali's trainer, would tell him, look, I don't care how much shit you're getting kicked out of yourself in every round near the end of the round start a flurry of punches that'll impress the judges late on <laughs> it's kind of the same shit he's gonna that. gas he's gonna gas himself up so much to make it seem like he you know and he'll go on the oh, i did this and i was the you know uh progenitor of yep. you know shock radio and this and that and he'll just show all of his fucking merit badges or his lifeguard badges all up to all the way up to gray and then tell you you know i deserve this but uh and the whole jim meyer thing is something we could discuss another time but could you please read number five yep. okay yep i love working for sirius xm so much i sued them for listener bonuses i didn't actually earn <laughs> about going back in 37 days? Yes, about, no, no. about resigning. Robin, it's, <laughs> the contract's over this year, December 16th, 2020. That's the you know, last show. You got a good point. I didn't realize how close it was. Like, what what month is this? September. This is this September. Is yeah. October, November, December, that's it. Show that's over. That's it, Howard. Well, contract up. You're right. You're what right. What is Sirius doing? Has Sirius not even called? Since well, COVID? look, no. Now, I've already said, Sam said, uh, Raven might have said earlier, we don't believe, I, I'm at least, I, I won't speak for Raven, but I, because I, I don't recall exactly, and she can speak for herself now. I, I'm 100% positive they're not re-signing him, so get it out of your minds, guys. The Reddit mole says, oh, you know, they might get a Netflix-type deal. Don't buy that either. Um, I do think that if the one proviso is if Sirius does hire him back at the end of the year, it will be without Fred, without Robin, without all those people for a modicum of money, like 10 million to just be in two hours a week 
like two hours a week or three hours a week or like twice a week for one hour or something like that because he will not be able to be retired. He just will not be able to be completely irrelevant as opposed to 99% irrelevant as he is. Yeah, Raven. Totally agree. He cannot be... He needs his. He needs to have a uh, forum to speak. Yep. He needs somewhere to be seen to get his voice out there. I was all in on him renewing his contract on a less to a lesser degree this earlier this year. Right. Now I'm starting to think a little differently, just based on, you know, with uh, Shuli, with uh, Bowie talking about getting houses, the whole pandemic, him not going back to the studio, mm-hmm. and I think that we might get a very minimal schedule of him yeah but i think the staff is going to be demolished yep and it's gonna it, right now it's who who do i absolutely need because he was talking to kimmel about tv and the workforce being realizing they don't need as many people in tv as they thought they did mm-hmm. that there was a lot of things people could do from home and he's picking up on that he took a lot of questions from jimmy and answers that I think he's going to apply to his own business model, which will be like bare bone staff. Mm -hmm. And it might just be interviews and and music that he does where he has, um, you know, someone write questions, do research for him, Will Murray and Jason. Yeah. And then have musicians perform on a Zoom. You know, he's still upset he didn't get Eddie better because he was supposed (laughs) to do the Apollo in an interview. And I think Eddie is like, God, I dodged a bullet. This could have, you know, I might have jumped the shark if I had done the show. (laughs) So that that, that's my view currently is that I think we're going to get like a weekend show or like a one a one or two hours a week tops. Yeah. With like special guests this week. Right. But I think the rest of the crew, if anything, there's there's a second theory I have. Okay, Is people like King of All Blacks and Ronnie might get an hour a week show like they might go back to the old model which marcy totally decimated Fuck, where you have like back office radio sure wrap-up show black um, on black we like still that. have a wrap-up show but like a, a yeah. different kind or like right. a uh a, a round a round table or maybe a celebrity round table sure um but i, I think there's certain staff like mushmouth jd might get a show oh or, god who knows I, john hine god forbid well, it's possible. Him it's possible. Like, I suspect could get a sports show. Like well, I'm ready to program Howard because I've been in this mess for so goddamn long. <laughs> well, but, the thing is, if they're going, they got the rights to the the archives. So if they had regular yeah. Howard on rotation, and the problem is, of course, if he uh, doesn't relinquish um, the editing aspect of it, and they decide, well, we're just going to run them unedited, and we don't care about the negative, you know, the awful bad content in there. Um, that we might need a crew around to discuss it, like to talk about, do you remember that day? And what do you remember from that day? And do a sort of like a VH1 storytellers type set, you know, show with that. Mm-hmm. Originally, my thought was he's just going to reduce by an hour, but this was before COVID early in the year. I thought he's just going to start finish later or start an hour later. And you're right. Now that this has happened, I think he's thinking, well, fuck, I don't need to do this. And you know who's the real genius about all of this way back when was Jay Thomas. He's the one who told him in 2006, you're stupid. I have, I I do my show in North Carolina. I don't need to be there in the guest with the the guest in studio. I'm not looking at you. Do you, you feel like there's some connect, there's no connection between us. You could still hear me, you know, and he was right. (laughs) God rest, rest his soul. Jay Thomas was the best. That was a radio. Yeah, rest in peace, Jay. 
he should have got miss you. He, but he, he was such that. a smart guy. Oh God. And, and such a wicked storyteller. Like he couldn't even, so there just recently Wiggy started going on about the Lone Ranger story, which as funny as it is, is nothing compared to the after story he told on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, which made me <laughs> fucking die laughing. <laughs> Did you hear that one? I, no, I didn't. He was one of the first guests on the Gilbert podcast, and he talked about how Clayton Moore wanted to know if he, they could find him some entertainment. So they found a girl who would fuck celebrities. Oh. And uh, so, so he's talking about, hey, listen, listen, uh, her name was a color. Don't need, don't need, like her last name was a color. You don't just pick a color. Tracy, uh, <laughs> Tony Orlando is in town. <laughs> he sucked Tony Orlando off. <laughs> you know, and tell us about oh it. You know, God. that kind of shit. So he, they hooked him up with Clayton and he, said, he showed up at the door with um, Lone Ranger pajamas on. <laughs> and, he had a, <laughs> and he had equipment. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, yeah. So Clayton was a bit of a wild, wild child. Oh, serious calls every week to say how you doing and what do you want to do, but I don't I don't have any discussion directly with Sirius about it. My agent, Don, Don Buckley. Yeah, I he, haven't heard anything. Usually he yeah. lets me know if something's going on and I No, I said anything. to Don, don't even let me know if something's going on. Oh you, you because I don't wanna I don't you know bad acting. So what, Don will come to you and say like X, Y, and Z and then you'll yeah. contemplate it? Well, obviously, you're you're not going to fucking reveal anything anyway. You never have. You still don't. You know, no. it's only through court transcripts that we've been able to get your old contracts and find out exactly what the fucking deal was, even with certain information redacted. But um, that's interesting. Robin said that. Go ahead. Yeah, it goes along with there was a thread today. Like, what does he love not knowing or acknowledging? Knowing. And this yeah. is another perfect example. And Robin too. Yeah. Wow, Howard, this is heavy duty. This is I mean, it. I've... My God. I mean, don't forget, I've I've told Don, like, for a year or two, the way I think it should go. But one thing I will say is I, I do love this company. I've never actually really loved working for people the way I love working for these guys. Yeah, I've never heard such horse shit in my life. And uh, anyway, guys, you, 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 you can put it together. It's not too, uh, it's not too uh, hard to figure out. Um, this next one is called Jim Meyer colon tongue bath. Uh, two of the guy, two the two main guys of this company. I've re- I've met one of them. I haven't even met the guy who really owns the company ever, and that's the best. Yeah, I don't know that guy. That's how fucking awesome this guy is. He doesn't bust <laughs> my balls. He doesn't bother me. He's I don't busy know. Him. Elsewhere, good. Yeah, he's busy buying up everything else, and I'm like, <laughs> God bless. Well, don't and and I Jim. think not only are they great, and then this guy Jim. If anything, the thing, now, I think he's referring to the Pandora. They bought Pandora, if I'm not mistaken, or Stitcher. They bought Stitcher. And Stitch, Stitcher, Pandora. Yeah. I, yeah. With the, which, which is obviously they're trying to get a toehold into podcasts, and that's the way of the future, and that's what's making him obsolete because no one's going to pay. No one, his, the subscriber numbers are not going to pay for him anymore. They're just, they just won't. And they know he doesn't have the numbers. So I guess marquee value, that's the only thing he had left, and he's got very little of that left anymore. So uh, last 10 seconds of that. The thing I worry about is, will Jim stay with the co- I'm more worried about right. if Jim signs up with the company because Jim's the best guy I ever worked for. Why don't period. you put that in the contract? And I left that in there, guys, because in the same week or within a week, 
Um, he mm-hmm. he resigned and got replaced by this Jennifer Vitz or something like that, right. and uh, who's a lot younger. And I think it's a Don Corleone situation where he promises I'll never be the one to break the peace, and then Michael comes in and kills the rest of the family bosses. So I think she's coming in to be the hitman, and she's the one to be the the hard ass. And they're going to say, look, just shit can him. The same way he brought in Mark Marcy to like you know put his staff in line. Sirius said. Get rid of him. We don't want him anymore. You can be the you can be the the one that does it. Yeah. Her background's in TV. She worked for AMC Channel on. Uh, oh wow. With The Walking Dead, with uh, Breaking uh, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. So that's her background. I don't know how many years she's been there. Okay. Uh, that channel does pretty well, but The uh-huh. Walking Dead just got canceled. I don't yeah. know. Um, Better Call Saul's got one more year, and that's it. One more season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's interesting. If she, that's her background, TV. I don't know why you'd make her the CEO of a fucking radio company then, a satellite radio for that matter. Well, Go ahead. Unless you need a henchman. Yeah, pretty much. Do your dirty work. That's that's the way I figure it. So uh, they they just wanted someone to the be the uh, the axe the axe uh, holder. So this next clip, uh, you wanted to, I know you wanted to get into this one. Ralph and Wiley <laughs> work up their fruity boss regarding Aaron Carter. Now I didn't know anything okay. about this until the show. Aaron Carter was a brother of Nick Carter, who is the Backstreet Boys. Yep, you got it. Okay, and he jerked off on a, a webcam. <laughs> Correct. This is how hard up the, is this is this how how low the the barrel has gone like there's a, the, it's the a website called bad. fans only so <laughs> yeah celebrities can't go out and make money they can't walk red carpets their yeah. narcissism needs to be fed and okay. what a lot of them like uh, Bella Thorne did this but she made like 2 million dollars in a day doing an only fans thing where people pay money and you get to see them like in uh, like for her, it was skimpy bathing suits or right. um, you can ask her to do stuff. You can ask her questions, get a little more personal, kind of like a, a long format cameo, but okay. you interact. Okay. And so same thing. This guy, Aaron Carter, caught Chris Wilding's attention who paid for it. And then Ralph glommed on. Because he never pays for anything. <laughs> Chris, he doesn't pay for anything. No, no. Yeah. He's a freeloader. Okay, so this one might be a little long, but bear with us, guys. Did you and Chris, uh, this is crazy, but tell me if it's true or not. <laughs> did, you, did you and Chris Wilding watch Aaron Carter jerk off on Friday night? What is what? that? <laughs> and Chris paid like five bucks for it? What is going on there? Who, who didn't Who didn't watch Aaron Carter jerk off? Now, How I, do you get to I, see I, that? Something like that? He was selling I, I, tickets? Oh, and by the way, guys, I should preface this. He had spent, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes on this caller, Brooke, this fake caller, I don't know, about her husband and something like that, as if to appear heterosexual, and then this. Yeah. So I think that was strictly like bait and switch. And this Mm -hmm. is the, what he, this is, that was a prelude to what he really wanted to get to, which was Aaron Carter's unit. Yes, it it was, it was the most bizarre thing, because all of a sudden I start getting texts from Chris, because Chris bought it. For like five bucks, Aaron Carter is busy on one of these like nude cameras, and so Chris starts sending me pictures of him. <laughs> Chris, isn't that guy like a big star of some kind? Oh, he's a big star, right? He had a huge cock. 
Okay, guys, and this dovetails. And if you want to know where the connection, where the bookend is, guys, this is from the very last breakdown we did, in which the two of them got on on board, and uh, they said, "Welcome to our." Stern said it himself, "Welcome to our little club." In this little affectation, yeah, as if to say, "We're you're we're caught," and we're not saying it, but we're caught. And Robin was all in and she was laughing and giggling it up. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching these three fruity pebbles uh, all just, you know, <laughs> work their way around in this little <laughs> insane blender. Um, uh, I, I just I just tapped into Raven's uh, cereal fetish, edible fetish. So uh, what is which one? Fruit Loops? Is that, is that the one you like? Uh, uh, fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Okay. Now I I've got know. a. F- I, yeah, I. This week was a fruit roll-up, so it's, I, I switch it up. There's some I didn't even, gummy worms. I, I didn't even know those Fruity Pebbles good. still existed as a, as a brand of cereal. Because you know how some of those just don't don't last. I mean, Lucky Charms is probably still out there. Yeah. Oh, they're all out there. <laughs> Lucky Charms went from eight uh, eight charms. This is a total diversion, but I remember as a kid, <laughs> they had some like uh, you know seven symbols or whatever, and then they went and worked their way to twelve. Pretty soon, it was like ninety percent marshmallow and one percent cereal, ten <laughs> percent cereal. Yeah. He like a singer or something. I mean, that yeah, guy. He was um, well, Nick Carter, who's in the Backstreet Boys. That's his younger brother, and he was kind of like Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. Yeah, he was a teen know. idol. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. He's yes. a dude. Howard. He's the dude with the tattoo on his face. <laughs> oh, that yeah. guy. And so now he's selling yeah. like you can go on and watch him jerk off. Yeah. Well, he was smart, so he, it That's was in the, the new post. kind of cameo. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was in uh, page six, and I found out. Oh, the. Oh God. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Ralph knows how to t- remind Howard of people. He's the one with the tattoo on his face. Like they've got an inside joke on that. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. Well, didn't they do the Backstreet Boys parody, the Gay Way, whatever it was? Backside that little Boys. Cartoon? Yeah. Backside Boys. Yeah. Way. So, so Wiggy knows all about them, and he probably loved those little twinks back in the day, and never yeah, forgot. Absolutely. So, but was Aaron Carter like? Um, <laughs> was he like the? Uh, uh, <laughs> was he like the Marlon Jackson? Was he like a, a sort of a, a like you know an extra? Backstreet Boy? He wasn't actually in the band, was he? Well, his brother Nick was. So yeah. I'm not sure that the Backstreet Boys was not was not my thing. No, I um, in sync like, wasn't even my thing. I was. Yeah, I'm I'm a little too old for these groups. Well, that's what this is this is where Sam would come in handy. She probably knew the choreography she, as well. This is for Sam's generation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Doing this uh, at like around midnight, so I uh, <laughs> I I bought it because I was I was curious, and um, he was smart. He he started off nude smart. right away, nude, no bullshit, and he's a right. huge cock, like like even flaccid. His cock his cock is huge, and that's now boy doesn't fucking Wilding know what his boss wants. Absolutely, this, the same way Jason knew that the way to get to on the air is to fucking talk shit about people behind their backs and tell them stuff that they shouldn't. Uh, he knows they got to go gay, and Sal knows it. They all fucking know it. That's wow. why I took a screenshot and sent it to Ralph, and they started playing guitar, <laughs> and he was singing some of his hits with his with his big cock out, and then he makes you pay again to watch him actually jerk off. So in other words, you paid the initial five dollars, and you and just then, got a yes. concert, <laughs> and you're getting a concert while he's holding his cock, right. and then all of a sudden right. he says to you, "Listen, you guys want to go a little further with this? You got to give me some yeah. more money." 
imagine some kind of demented encore imagine going to see leonard cohen and instead of fucking if it be your will he comes out and starts jerking off in front of the crowd oh my god god rest your soul len um but um okay so that's that's the 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 first initial part uh would you like to read the next one (laughs) (laughs) the the fruit salad onslaught continues. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't say that. It's something. weird. You get you get like kicked out. And then I could see in the chat, people were like, what the fuck? What's going on? I have to pay again. This is bullshit. So I was right. like, you know what? It, it uh, was like, it was like five bucks. I'm like, I'll do this again. And uh, so I go in and uh, yeah, he starts jerking off his cock and he goes, oh shit. I only have like a minute or two left on this thing. I hope I can come. And I'm like, you know, dude, you better come because... I just paid ten bucks for that. Go to jail for that. Yeah, right. Right. I just got that image of Mark Wahlberg at the end of Boogie Nights when he's in that guy's pickup truck. The guy goes, "I just want to watch." (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So Aaron Carter has a huge history of drug abuse. Oh, I didn't. It makes perfect sense, and that's a great analogy. Not far off from the target. Oh, really? Uh, Alleged. Let me just say alleged. I I don't want to get us in trouble. Right, but no. I read the tabloids and I read uh, uh, <laughs> Honor, C. Dan and all this. Your Honor, I'd like to call Raven Alexis to the stand. <laughs> <laughs> you just got Raven Alexis in trouble. <laughs> she sounds different from the porno. <laughs> okay, let's go. That's false advertising. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I will say he blew now, a was, huge load. And was Ralph on there for the load? Did he get it on in time? Uh, well, Ralph commented on the load. What, what did you say, Ralph? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Something. Ralph said at least, sure. Ralph said at but, least he had a big load. Yeah. Ralph, because you're straight, did you find this yeah. uncomfortable at all? Did you hear that laugh? <laughs> did you hear yeah. that, that giddiness in his voice also when he was hearing uh-huh. the description? There's, he's fucking, he's just like, there's smoke coming out of his fucking pockets, guys. Sorry. This is uh, extraordinary. Were you and Chris on the phone while you were watching this together? Or were you sucking each other off in person? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me be clear. I didn't log in and pay for it. Chris was sending me screenshots, right? Right. Okay. The next clip, because we're trying to barrel through this. Number nine. (laughs) Please, if you may, if you will. Okay. Weapons grade. Uh, You know the rest. That's right. (laughs) Chris, Chris is on the couch next to his mother the whole what? time. Wow. <laughs> Chris, you're on the couch with your mother watching uh, well, Aaron we're Carter. We're not jerk like off. holding hands. She was on a love seat. <laughs> you're what? an asshole, Ralph. She, wait you're a, a fucking asshole. Chris, you're, wait a second. Your mom is in the room and you're watching. Now, this is just feeding into Wiggy's demented, like, porn fantasies where he's stepgirl stepdaughter porn babysitter yep. porn scat porn um you know all this like pissing and fisting and all these perversions because guys we haven't done it stepmother, yet stepmother stepson yeah if yeah this sort of uh i don't want to say illicit but I, I don't know just very perverse like most people have a pretty salt and pepper vanilla kind of you know sexuality not everybody we understand that we're not casting aspersions if you like to get pissed on well you know i guess gary likes it except if it's his own piss apparently and um but he's uh, bob d for example when we ever do this uh, if we ever get around to doing this uh the sexual like fetishes of howard as an npd 
sort of uh, subtopic. He, his contention is that is he's, he's not gay. He's not. It's not gay or bi. With Wiggy, it's all about taboos. It's all about what you can get away with. So it's not really. So the issue of gay is not really so much. It's not even. It doesn't even enter into the picture as far as he's concerned. So ah, I see. And that's a whole, that's a that's whole reading. That's homework I have to do. That's a lot of psychology, psychological reading I got to look up on before we get further into that. Look, we were watching television. I went up to Canada to go. I hadn't seen her in six months and I quarantined whatever. I went up to, I went up to Canada Lucky her. and uh, it was my last night there. And I found out that this was going to be on the air. It was going to be, it was going to be live. And she happened hmm. to be there. I said, I'll just tune it. I wasn't playing with myself. Did she get to see hard. the computer screen? Well, she, it was on my phone. And at one, one point, I turned up the volume, and Aaron's going like. Okay, I got to stop it there, guys. But um, how much more of this do you want to take? Because it's a four-minute clip. <laughs> oh, I, I think we could just summarize. You know, Ralph sends Wiggy the picture. Okay. Right? Because there's a yeah. picture of the cock. There's, yep. There's a picture of the cum. He gets both pictures sent to him, and he spends just, I, I don't know, because I, I don't think I saw the video of this, but mm-hmm. let's just say Robin reminds Howard to stop looking at his phone so much because he's doing a show. She's like, okay. you got to put that phone down because that's all he's doing. He's mesmerized by these pictures of jizz and dick. I don't know. What am I you know saying? What, what do you I You know do? what? I think I'm going to go through this fucking thing because you know what? We if you want to if you want to build a case, you have to present your evidence. So let's try our best. No hole picks, okay. guys. Throw my hole, and my mom goes, "What? What is that?" And I said, "Oh, it's something for work. It's stupid. Oh, it's work related. Couldn't fully it's enjoy work. It. It's I stupid." No. What did your mom? Later that what did your mom think of Aaron Carter's load? Oh, she thought it was very, very large. Large she load. She thought it was juicy. I was like, maybe we should oh. have Chris's mom call in just like Ronnie's mom. No, a, no, 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 no. Is that, uh, fuck, guys. I, I, you know, I rarely feel the need to take a shower after listening to secondhand audio, but this <laughs> this is one case where I got to pull out the fucking St. Ives and just scrub for hours. <laughs> this, look, people need to know what they're not missing. So yeah. uh, we're doing a public service. That's all it is. <laughs> PSA. Your Honor? Uh, is that important to a guy, like, to see a big, thick load? I mean, yes, is, is that you, is. you like that? Ralph, yeah. what about and you? Ra- and you to like Ralph it? as well. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That, well, that's important. To, uh, that's just important. To, like, if I'm going to come, like, it, if, if I didn't have a load when I came, that would be a huge bummer. Like, right. So what? Like, you, so Aaron like, Carter is yeah. a guy now who will, like, I guess... How many guys were watching Aaron Carter jerk off? Uh, do you have any? Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, the detail. Why do we need any of this fucking detail? Answer me, please. Somebody. Somebody oh, in the oh, nether. In the other. In the other regions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, there, there's a rumor. There's a rumor going around that one of Wiggy's fetishes is webcam guys. So yeah. this is oh, right oh, up his oh. alley. This is perfect. That was the. Um, I saw that on. All right. um, AGC main page, yeah. They it was on. It was on. C, it was on CDAN, but, uh, but there's there's a yeah. there's there's a larger them. site that there's a larger site that puts them all together, makes it easier for you to peruse all the blinds. I'll send you the link. Yes, I need it. I lost it. I had it, and my yeah. computer died, so I need one. 
But yeah. yeah, he's asking questions because this is right up his alley. He's just, he wants to know how many people typically watch how, you know, just play the clip, please. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Ralph, you gave me a number, didn't you? No, I was trying to figure that out. Like, he probably made, like, I thought he was stupid. Like, you know, like, this is a career-ending thing. Then I'm thinking, like, maybe this guy is smart. Like, he probably made a shitload of money. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job. He came on nude. There was no bullshit. (laughs) I didn't like, I know, I had seven on ten. I didn't like that he made people re-up. But you know what? It was worth it. He blew a very big load, and at the end, as a bonus, he showed off his feet and shaved his pubes. Uh, okay. Um, your intermission, ladies and gentlemen, just to okay. break it. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Oh, really? You mean after? Boy, this after was he, a pack, a jam-packed show. After yeah. he came, he shaved his pubes. Yeah, and then people were in the chat for some reason. This you his money, your money's worth. Hey, the guy's an entertainer, let's uh, be honest. And by the he way, I only pay and give. You know, this, you want an analogy? This is like the uh, every 30-second break of this is like the gay 4x100 four, four relay in the Olympics where one guy hands off the baton. It's like, <laughs> I can't take anymore. <laughs> I think it's, it's a breather. Like, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Catch my breath. Okay. Yeah, get, get, get your rest. I only paid $10 Canadian. So it was only like, you know, it was like nothing American, but uh, right. people were very upset in the chat. They didn't want him shaving his pubes. No, don't do it. Don't shave your pubes. Yeah. Don't shave your pubes. Like Water. that was the disgusting thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they Where did he feet, come? Though. Like, did he, does he come like oh. on the, yeah. So he has Oh Ralph. He has uh his computer, right? So there's a there's a desk right under the computer. So he came like almost right on his keyboard. <laughs> Wilding's a fucking young rolled doll with the storytelling skills. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it was real it was a big thick load. Jesus. Why would he do that? Why would he ruin his computer? That's his whole way of making He's money. He's making a ton of money. Yeah. By I, the way, I don't know. I think he was desperate. Ralph, it sounds like a completely normal heterosexual Friday night, I'll be honest with you. Uh, let's go to yeah, Mike and Chris is, you know, finds out oh, that Aaron Carter. Oh, fuck. I just, I just used Roald Dahl as an analogy. See, and I'm thinking of titles like Charlie and the Great Ass Elevator or Charlie and the Big Huge Load <laughs> right after the Chocolate Factory. is going to do this. And who does he call? He didn't call me. Oh, call Ralph. So you, you, you wouldn't have looked, Howard. If that, if I would have watched. Sure. Like, I mean, I'm angry okay. you guys didn't call me. Yeah, see? Mike, go ahead, Jerron. Okay, Raven, I have to ask you this question. We we both were old enough now to have known enough gay people in our lives, bisexual, maybe, you know, whatever, even transsexual. Sure. We're old, you know, in this day and age, you're more likely to know one than not. Have you ever heard a straight guy, a 100% straight guy, say what he's saying and not even as a joke like like there was no joke involved like why didn't you i would have watched it just like that came right out of him no i've i've never heard any straight man use the phrases that he uses to describe women to describe sex or sexual positions or how you know they have sex let alone talk about men like as soon as the topic of gay sex comes up with straight people a -hmm. lot of men i know are very old school and they're they're not comfortable at all with it. They're right. like, they, they, they turn their head like a, like a dog and they're like, what? What are you yeah. talking about? Right. So this 
just doesn't add up. None of this adds up. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. I'm just sad that they didn't play the clip that uh, where Robin calls him out on looking at it. Maybe it's in the next one. It I might be know. in the next one. This but next trust one, me, everybody, he did do that. Okay. And oh, and by the way, was there because um, uh, you have the subscription? Did you hear it or watch it while they were filming, or you only get the audio first and then they put up a video for the Howard TV thing? Oh, they put up the videos later. I'm not, well. You know what? I never really check because I'm always busy in our yeah. live thread. <laughs> okay. But well, uh, either can... way, I'm saying like like the show is not streamed live in video form. It's audio first, and then you'll get some video clips, right? Correct. Okay. I I so... I got to explore that a little bit more. I don't dig into that <laughs> deep enough. I use YouTube videos. Okay. I just never felt the need to do that. <laughs> okay. Number ten is called Three Gay Men and a Little Lady. First time caller, Howard, love your show. I love what you do for us, brother. Keep us laughing. Thank you. Ralph is gay. <laughs> you think you mean based on this conversation, you're going to call him gay? That's insulting. Come on. Yeah, Ralph is gay, not Howard. Ralph is gay. Yeah. Right. Mm. The, not the guy that's steam wanting to steamroller everything else to hear this shit. Oh, come on, Mike. Really? How did you come? Why, by the why, way, why can't a guy just be on the phone when another guy? Mike, jerking why off? are you so close-minded? Mike, how can you call Ralph gay? I mean, what is your yeah, rationale? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? If I did that, you know what my wife would call it? Divorce. If you did what? If you did what? You got a text if from I, a friend and you looked at you looked at your friend's text. What are you stupid? I wasn't watching it. And even if I was, yeah. so what? Okay. So real caller or a back office caller? Back office. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because number um, one, his his connection is too good. They don't attack Howard. Yeah. No. uh, Sorry. Howard's the one providing the platform for this content. Yep. He's the puppet master directing the the content or the non-tent that we're getting. So what he's the one you blame. He's. Yeah. Come on. Ralph, 30 years now. And now we're worried about if Ralph is gay, but we've been suspected it for this long and he failed that uh polygraph <laughs> test too <laughs> i think he was deceptive okay oh, listen up baby right. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Get on the, uh, well, mike, well let me you ask are. you something ralph i'm kind of like thinking mike might have something did you masturbate that night thinking about aaron carter like chris did no no not not at all and i was a little disappointed <laughs> he didn't have a nice ass <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, his ass wasn't great. That's true. His ass was really. The, uh, that's okay, guys. I gotta fucking end this here. I'm just getting. I'm revolted. And I, I say you can be you can be gay friendly and still be disgusted by a certain type of conversation and even straight conversation when guys get real super graphic. I'm like, uh, I've never been about that. And most guys are not like that anyway. So I find that I find that very distasteful. Uh, September. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. I hit my quota for thick ropey load comment, so I'm <laughs> out on eight, that too. Ages ago. All right, we'll get into September 9th. Let's see if I can, first of all, find the folder. It's not. Oh, there it is. Okay. There's only four clips for this one, and actually three, so we'll be able to get through the ninth pretty quick. Number one, please, Raven. Wiggy needs a therapy tutor. Okay. And my shrink uh, evidently describes that i mean I, maybe I, I i'll scratch that i'm not going to get into it but he describes that i am unlike any patient he's ever had because of something i do in therapy and i was like really self-conscious about it um well fuck it i, I mean i mean he says i talk not too much like i don't spend time thinking about anything and 
Do you prepare before therapy? No, I do not. But I do. I, I don't know. I thought. Now, here's this is the truth, guys. Any of those early appearances of him on any fucking talk show, that's him. I imagine that's exactly what his therapy's mm-hmm. like. And he's already admitted this maybe 12 years ago on Sirius where he said he goes in and he performs for the fucking psychiatrist. It's all shtick. Mm-hmm. If he's still seeing one or if he's still talking to him or video conferencing, whatever the fuck. Because there's there, some of us think, and I've thought also, that he doesn't actually see the psychiatrist uh, like he says he, he does so regularly. Well, the therapist allegedly gave him feedback that he talks too much and he doesn't listen. Well, that's the same feedback I'd give him for his interviews. He talks <laughs> over people, doesn't listen to what they're saying, and starts yeah. in with like another question, like just boom. Right, and we we have a special example of that. We'll get to play another time if we don't get it tonight, but we'll definitely get at it again. But it's a, and it's a running gag for us. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And he, but the, the originally the the clip was, and I'm sure I'll find it and we'll play it in a, a future Bob D segment with Sam. Um, was that he um, he goes around in circles with psychiatry. He basically doesn't actually get to the root anytime he makes some kind of progress or so-called progress he decides no i'm not going to go that way and then they start again in other words basically nullifying any kind of presumed gains because something about him won't accept the fact that he's fucking he's a he's mental so that's the narcissism i I believe you know it's not my fault can't be my fault so that's it no. So anyway, let's continue. If you're on the phone to your therapist or, or you know, on Zoom, that you have to talk in order to, <laughs> I don't know, he describes You're doing you it wrong? <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Evidently, he has no patient that does it the way I do it. And I, I, I don't know. I've, I've watched movies where people are in therapy. They seem to talk. Well, a movie is not uh, the way you judge things. Well, that's the only way I'd know how to be. I don't know how to be in therapy. Fuck's sake. I really don't. I've oh. never figured it out. So he watched Goodwill Hunting and he figured he's got to be like the, the first guy. Why is he touching you, Will? Down there. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's got. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, guys. I'll crowbar certain impressions in. Um, you, uh, you got something to say before I go into clip number two? Just that Robin has no room to talk over there with her own narcissism and being oh, like, God. oh, you do. Oh. Like, she's just, uh, shut the fuck up, Robin. The queen, of, the queen of hot. Number two, if you don't mind. Wiggy's therapist now thumbing through the Audi catalogs. There Audi. you go. Is that true? Car, car, car. No, of course not. My therapist never told me I talk too much. You're supposed to be there to talk. My therapist says I talk too much. <laughs> you should fire him then. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, you're paying. Like wait a second. A guy that you're paying a, a stupid amount of money to, to listen to you told you you're talking too much? Think <laughs> about that. I talk way too much. He says, I don't. That's insane. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like sitting at home scratching my head going, well, what should I well, do? Just what? shut up. <laughs> what? I, I mean, I'm going to be on the. Okay. And Gary, this isn't the first time Gary said, and a bunch of people have said, well, fire. Well, after a certain while, it, you're clearly not working. Just quit the fucking thing. You right. know, he left this is out, which is unusual for him. Yeah. But Gary also, if, for if those for those who are not in the uh, in the know, from what I understand, and we didn't play clips because it's from days where we just you know didn't bother. We haven't been doing the breakdowns. Um, he had knee surgery, both knees. Bowie. Gary did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he been before that he was during covid drinking heavily. And we did comment on that in an earlier mm-hmm. show. 
and now as a result is on painkillers and certain meds, probably antibiotics after, after surgery, you do want to make sure you're not getting any infections and stuff. But, um, you, you theorize that it's stronger, stronger stuff. He's very adamant in claiming he's not using the oxycodone or the painkillers, mm-hmm. that he's only using antibiotics, inflammatories and stool softeners. Right. I really, I just don't, I don't know that I'm a hundred percent on believing that. Yeah. Because I don't, that I don't knee pain has got to be rough unless he's using edibles, weed. Yeah. Um, I don't put any value in CBD, but uh-huh. I do think that, um, yeah, like marijuana would help him get yeah. through it. And who knows? Uh, and, and so he doesn't want to give any ammunition. It? He knows how the show goes. Oh yeah. What's that? So he's not, he's maybe not wanting to admit that he's on marijuana maintenance for that, for the, for the knees perhaps. Yep. I okay. agree. Yeah. All right. He's probably drinking heavily though. Oh yeah. Give him that. Maybe yeah. both. Who knows? <laughs> and with the pills, that is not a good combo. Phone for, or the, or the Zoom oh, for 45 no. minutes and not say anything. I got to ask you, do you ever sit there, right? Like you've been yeah. with this guy, what, for 10, 15, 20 years? At least 20, maybe 25. Okay. That the years, every fucking time he talks about how long he's been doing therapy, the numbers are wrong. So guys, it's, it's pick your, Mm -hmm. choose your, choose your favorite answer. At one point in 2010, (laughs) he says, I've been doing it for 10 years now. Then in 2005, he says, I've been there going in for like seven years now. And then he says, you know, he did the couples counseling, which he admitted to actually, uh, in, in, not in so many words. So. Which is it? Like, how long has he been doing right. it? It's, he's full of shit. He doesn't know. You're telling me you don't know when you started uh, something that you don't stop talking about? Bullshit. So Very sketchy. Yeah. So he's, and he's sort of just like kitchen sinking the whole thing. Oh, it's 20 years, whatever. That's the easy number because he's such a simpleton. But it's at least yeah. 23, year, 23 years now, according to, you know, when he started seeing um, couples counseling with uh, Allison in 97. Do you ever sit there and get angry? That like, you know, like, do you ever imagine like you, you know, he's driving a car because of you or he put a wing on his house because of you, does that ever no. cross your mind? No, I'm not, I'm not resentful about the money. I know that he's a pro and he deserves to be paid. Everybody deserves to be paid, but. He's lying. Actually. I have a clip of him and I'll play another time where he says, Jesus, yeah, it does make <laughs> me think about how much money I've lost. So he's never not thinking about money. He's full <laughs> of shit. And he is, he is really out to me. But does he say that you talk too much in your sessions or just yeah. in life? No. It's my session. He doesn't know about in life. He knows. He doesn't know me. But you tell him what you do in life. I mean, but, but you're supposed to be there to talk. I don't understand. I am. I don't either. That's how I go. I don't understand what he's saying. What do the other patients do? I want to, I said, can I sit in on someone else's session and see how? Okay. So uh, just one sec here. They do. Yeah. Maybe you'll figure something out. Yeah. I guess you're supposed to think about what you're talking about. And I thought I was, but. So now I just stay quiet. But now you're not being but that's an, a reaction. That's not. Yeah, I don't know. What I don't know what you to really do. want to do? I do, it, it, it's got to be over soon. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this what whole, life this, or this yeah, therapy? Yeah, life, the whole experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got to. It's got to end at some point. Uh, no, I don't think it does. If it does, what's your what's your take? Do you think he's still going? Because I don't think I ever got a definitive no. answer for you. Um, I, I think if he gets himself really worked up, he's got like a bat line to call and put out a signal <laughs> to the therapist and be like, okay, Beth did this. I'm really, really mad. 
I feel like I should have to, you know, just start bitching to the therapist and then wait for the therapist to like get some kind of advice on something. Right. But I think it's only like in an emergency situation, perhaps. Okay. So if as, he's, need, you as know, needed. Got no one else to, to bitch to. As so needed. I, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's an interesting theory. I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even know that that was possible, but I guess if you got enough money, you could call, you could have a number for anybody. Sure. And, and I actually, I would say that would make more sense if he paid, if he agreed to pay the psychiatrist even more for like an on the spot thing. Like, because it's so inconvenient, True. all of a sudden you're calling me out of nowhere or you, you message me, you need to talk. And this is maybe really mm-hmm. inconvenient. Make it worth my while, junior. <laughs> All right. Let's see. When he's on his yacht out in the Mediterranean, it might be really hard to get a hold of him sometimes. <coughs> Do, so. Doing coke off of sixteen-year-olds uh, strippers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let, let, let's let's see. I mean, if you were if if someone told you you had cancer twenty years ago and you went to see a doctor every week and you weren't cured after twenty years, would you still go to that doctor? Well, I think the word when it comes to psychotherapy, see, or cured therapy, is the wrong word. Yeah, cured well, is you, the wrong Robin, word. Robin, you said you were cured. Now we busted the balls said that. and said he she said was that. cured. I said that, but I, I, you know, I don't think with therapy, like there's a cure. I think it's a, a way of like maybe changing some of your patterns. And Bob D, you definitely got to take to get a hold of this one because that doesn't that doesn't that go against the grain? I mean, in modern psychology, the whole it's goal oriented, is it not? Yeah, this is right up Bob's alley. I feel mm-hmm. kind of bad like taking some of his thunder here, but it's Wiggy's kind of got himself backed into a corner. Bowie's mm-hmm. like just throwing down and Robin's all like, oh no, I'm cured. And he's trying to deflect any way he can, but he's just like, I don't know. He, he just, he can't, he can't get out of this fast enough, but they're no. both coming at him. So yeah, let's yeah. see where it goes. You can hope for like you becoming a little bit better of a, of a, a, a little more comfortable in your own skin. You know what I mean? I think that's what you hope for. So you can cope a little better. Maybe and- learn some different kinds of skills right communication skills coping skills yeah i mean you know learn to be a better parent <laughs> learn to be a better husband blah 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 you're 66 years old dude what fucking learning yeah. are you going to be to your fucking grown daughters that's if i imagine if they're hearing that imagine if any of them has and i'm sure they all have free serious or whatever the fuck they can listen anytime they want to um, mm-hmm. although it, be, it would make more sense if they didn't, cause you didn't want to fork over for it, uh, fork out for it. But, um, that's to imagine, what would you do if you were like Emily or Ashley and you had to hear this, that a 66 year old guy was still talking about being, going to psychotherapy to be a fucking better father. Oh, I'd be doing some heavy drinking. I'd yeah. probably throw in my computer or my radio, whatever across the room. Like I would have a target with his face on it and I'd be going to the gun range. I, there'd be something. I don't know right. what. Absolutely. I can't handle the hypocrisy. No. I wouldn't, next... li- I wouldn't have lasted in his house. <laughs> probably, not, probably not. Number four is called Two Millionaires Shit on the Hack Pack Wrangler. Why is Howard coming down on Shuley for moving to Alabama? I'm not coming down on him. Let the guy live uh, his life. No. Oh, listen, you can't tell Shuley anything. Welcome to the South, Shuley. You're in a place where people say please and thank you and yes, ma'am and we're glad to have you. They also say Jew boy out there, I think. I was going to uh, say, then they, <laughs> then they hang you from a tree. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, listen, Alabama, I'm sure, is very nice, and I wish you luck out there. What can I tell you? I don't give a fuck. Go wherever you want. You know, sit there. <laughs> I'm not your father. 
Now, by the way, and we love our, quite frankly, fans who come from all over. Like, if I could tell you all the people getting on the Facebook group right lately, they're from all walks of life, uh, different countries, and within mostly within the United States, admittedly, but from all across. And I hate that horseshit. Like, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some stereotypes of the South and, and other Southern. I don't know that Alabama's the South. Forgive my geographical knowledge or lack thereof, guys. But, no, it is. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that that whole, like, first of all, they were playing deliverance music. That used, That's it. Like, deliverance. That was, yeah. um, that was, um, that's, that's actually a, that's like the Mississippi, isn't it? That, that movie. It was based there... in. Oh, <sighs> wow. Uh, I, I'm, I yeah, think. I know it's a. I know Fred was playing a lot of banjo music this week, and yes, I'm, I'm not pretty... sure on Deliverance. I'm looking it up. Yeah, no worries. So either way, when they do that stuff, it makes me annoyed because it sounds like it just sounds like more Manhattan fuckery, like uh, oh, you know, big city assholes shitting on the. Yeah, go ahead. Georgia. Georgia. Place in Georgia. There you go. And if I'm not mistaken, Kayla's from Georgia, isn't she? Mm-hmm. And, um, and Josie. Josie Wales. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. so, I mean, we've got like, and I just find that I understand people can take a joke and stuff, but when you hear it from people of such ignorance, uh, it's not really a joke. It just sounds really stupid and elitist and, and, and just assholeish. I'm sorry. Um, so let's continue with the little shooly thing. I mean, sometimes but when I feel it's like time I to am. work, you better be here. Oh yeah. Well, we need you here. You got to be here. That's all there is. I'm here. <sighs> I had um, this fantasy last night. I was thinking about. I don't about... mean in your whatever room that is in Alabama. Well, where are you, Robin? Nobody. I mean, nobody's going in anywhere. This is work. This is. She's Alabama. in Alabama well, again. This is impermanent. Fucker. Here's okay, what I think. What... Here's what I think. Fuck you, Robin. And the, hey, Shuli, can I count on you? Can I count on you? <laughs> S- sound familiar? Now you. Unfortunately, Shuli, you're taking some of your own fucking medicine. And uh, you were shitting on people who didn't come in for Hurricane Sandy. How does it feel? Go ahead. This is what 15 years of working for a show will get you. This is what your loyalty gets you when you work for the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And he said he's not shitting on him. But he is completely. And this sounds very much and like so, every farewell, like every, like, I don't give a fuck. Go to go to Alabama. Fuck you. You know, this mm-hmm. all that. This is that discard Bob D was talking about in all those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Devaluation. Surely, you know, said shit. We're all working. want to be abandoned. I got to save some dough here. Nope. I'm going to get myself a big spread in Alabama. So he didn't know where he was going to live. So, you know, he probably got out the, the, the globe or some, some listing through, of all this. Through tax at a board with a map. No. Well, Alabama is alphabetic. Alabama is alphabetically the first state, so he probably oh, looked at a list of states. And this, yeah, he probably went, well, this looks pretty good. I mean, why explore the other ones? Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes perfect sense. So next one, we're going to go through the 14th guys, and we've only got four, these four clips, and then we'll uh, uh, take a break for a while. Uh, number one. Tony called in for wig detail. But uh, I did get a haircut. I don't know if you can tell how gorgeous I am. I was going to say, is this your new haircut? <laughs> yeah. And um, hey Tony Tony came over to our house. He sat outside. <laughs> she uh, wore a... I've just got this image of Tony wearing, like, in the movie Dr. No, and all those guys are going through radioactive decontamination. <laughs> and she's, like, you know, yeah. they're count- counting the rads as they're going through the showers. That's her. A 
not only a one mask, but two masks. She had uh, some kind of, you know, thing over her mouth. And then she had the whole plastic shield. Right. And the face she shield. had, um, yeah. And she had a whole, like, like what a doctor wears during an operation. And yeah, I guess she, you know, works on in the entertainment industry. So she's had to wear these getups in order to get production going. So, so years ago, we heard Scuttlebutt that she had retired and she wasn't working for him anymore. I guess that's not true, or she's just on call. And I think she's more on call in this case. So maybe it is kind of true that she's not his 24 hour uh, hairdresser anymore or a wig dresser. Yep. Yeah. She's, uh, he mentioned that she works for other people too. Yeah. And that she frequently gets tested because of all of her clients. So that's right. it's not just him, it's other people too. Right, he'll go into it a little bit. I just imagine her getting like with with machine guns trained on her in case she makes the wrong move and pulls off something <laughs> or takes out takes out a phone camera and you know, like a camera phone. She had a whole system, and uh, my haircut was about a half hour. We didn't talk during it, which felt weird. Uh, you know, we usually enter it up, but right. Uh, no, I said to her ahead of time, I'm not going to talk because that's another way you spread. Um, you know, um, were you molecules. wearing a mask? I wore a mask. Yes, I did. Yeah, I wore a mask. And uh, like I said, we sat outside and I felt so creepy during it because I'm so and she has been tested by she was tested. So she's been tested. Why the fuck can't you talk to her? What kind of an asshole would do that? You say hypochondriac. Uh, Okay. No. Yeah. I, I just don't know what to believe. Whatever comes out of his mouth. It's like hit or miss on what's real, what's not, what's for the air. I don't know what's made yeah. up. So yeah. can't Just believe pick, anything he says. Pick your favorite lie and go with it, guys. Like two mm-hmm. days early, she's been tested because of her she work. She usually gets tested. I talked yeah. to Tony. She usually gets tested at least two or three times a week That's because right. of so, what she's doing. Yeah. And even still, I was scared out of my mind. So, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, people laugh at me. My friends laugh at me. They go, when are we going to see you? And I'm like, never, never. Well, if it, before COVID, that was probably the same answer anyway. So number two, oh, so apt Richard Simmons analogy. Uh, I am now, people uh, know I'm like Richard Simmons. I'm deep in hiding. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Boy, Howard <yeah>. Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, if you want to read number three. Scared to death of COVID and vagina. <laughs> now, Beth worked with Tony. Uh-huh. And they were together like three, three and a half hours. I don't know why. And now I'm convinced that Beth has COVID and she's going to give it to me. <laughs> Are you quarantining from her? I, I am. She's getting tested today. This, this is how crazy I am. Beth is getting tested today because I'm afraid of her because she oh, was exposed. to. Now, Tony doesn't have it, but it doesn't right. matter. It, it, but, it but, might. But, well, you know how, how germophobic I am. It? So... I know you have something to say about this. Go ahead. Because there's more to it. There's another 30 seconds where yeah. he explains a little further. But go ahead. Okay. So uh, real quick, just to break up these clips, 30 seconds. Mm. If if Beth had to quarantine or go, you know, isolate and get out of the house, who's going to take care of those cats? That's, <laughs> that's, and that's my whole thing. So yeah. he, he goes as far to say that, like, she went to bed with them, but she must have snuck out because she felt bad later on. Like, that was total bullshit lie. We know that. Yeah. But I'm just going with the cat theory of he needs her there. She's the one doing everything. Yeah. She couldn't, but I still <laughs> yeah. think she has it. And I love her so much. I, I, I love that woman so much, but 
she has COVID, so I can't go near her. <laughs> she goes, honey, I don't have COVID. I go, just get tested. You With Robin, her laughs are like um, a, col- a legend for a coloring book, like color by numbers. You can't exactly know what the laugh means at any given moment. It could be nervousness. It could mm. be knowing. It could be um, like uh, indecisiveness. It could be like fear. In this case, it sounds filler. more like filler. Yeah, filler too. In this case, it sounds more like... Well, yeah, a part part filler. I got it. He's making a joke, so I got to laugh. But the other part is, yeah, yeah, we know, we know you, why you have to be apart mm-hmm. from her. So it sounds to me like Robin on it. At so, if she decides she's got twenty four hours left, she's just gonna fucking blow him right out of the closet. So push him, <laughs> just drag him out with a fucking chain. What do have you it. mean you don't go near? You're not sleeping in bed with her. I kicked her out of the bed. No, she got in bed last <laughs> night. And I said, honey, she goes, do you want me to leave? I go, no, 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 no. But I think she left at some point because she knew I was uncomfortable. I, I'm scared. I don't want COVID. I won't survive it. I don't it. want it either. Yeah. I won't survive it. <laughs> okay. And the last clip is called uh, number four. Friendship is a tissue Wiki wipes his ass with. And, and, and here's the other bottom line. Any of my friends, and I hate to say this on the air, they're not all that interesting that I need <laughs> to die for them. Honestly, I don't miss them that much. What an asshole. And it's interesting. The people who want to see us the most are the people I want to see the least. The fuck them. Is that right? Of course. I don't want to see anybody, <laughs> especially that person. <laughs> so now you know if you've asked Howard to see yeah. you, he really doesn't care to see you. I really, it's not You're that not important to me. Okay, go ahead, Raven. This is a great warm-up for the next round of clips because Jimmy Kimmel, close friend, wanted to see him. He said no. Adam Levine wanted to see him. He said no. This just goes to show you, like, the people that want to see him the most, he wants to see the least. How fucking rude is that? And these guys have to come in and kiss his ass the following week after he says something like that? Yeah. It's just total bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, and so explain to me real quick before we wrap this all up, and that's that's the end of the 14th, so we only really have two days left worth, guys, so we'll wrap it all, we'll put it all together and make it seem so seamless like a, like a, like a, like a quilt of, of, of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, um, the whole idea is, do you think that, what, what do you, what makes you think that guys like Kimmel still are so, remain so loyal to him? Is it just blind, like childhood fandom stupidity? What is it? Yeah. It, it, it's the, um, he, he, for so long, he, it took him so long to get to where he was with them that mm-hmm. he can't lose any ground that he's made up, made in this time. And you know that in a lot of my posts, I, I rail on Hollywood and narcissists mm-hmm. and they have to stick together, all these douchey people, mm-hmm. because they can't be in the general population. They have to be in this elitist group. So there's so few of those people. You can't really bear to lose them. And in these days, it's even harder to get a hold of people. So I think that, yeah, they cling on to each other because they have outlets for each other to kind of use each other. It's, it's, a, it's a use, use relationship. That's well, the best way I could put it. Um, not sure. I guess that sums it up pretty good. Okay, well, I I would go with that, actually, because um, in my opinion, it's just a matter of 
uh, it's just rabid fandom and not being uh, proper super fans, like a, a real super fan. And again, I've I've had a hard time ex- understanding why some people are still so loyal to him, except out of just familiarity and 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 you know childhood memories. But that means they're not really listening, or they don't have any brains, in my opinion. Because you you are a discerning person. You don't go to a restaurant that sucks and say, "Well, I've been going here all my life." You know, all of a sudden it's it changed man right. changed management. Now it sucks, but you go because you were there. Nonsense. You wouldn't stick with a car brand because they started making them shit, but you've driven Toyotas all your life or whatever. So why would your radio habits be any different? Anyway, uh, give me one sec. So here we are with part two, guys. Uh, this is not a particularly seamless. Oh, fuck it. I think it is seamless. Uh, transition because we had to record over two days. Hope you appreciate it. Um, we found an article on the, uh, from the 15th written by Alexandra Stigrad of uh, New York Post and it addresses the uh, future, the, the retiring of Jim Meyer, the CEO of Sirius XM. So I'm just going to read that article. Uh, it's really short. S- uh, satellite radio giant Sirius XM named Jennifer Vitz to replace its longtime chief executive, Jim Meyer, who will retire on December 31st. We addressed this in part one, uh, to the best of my recollection. So this is not news to you. However, we, I didn't, I purposely didn't clip the segment of, uh, the show in which, uh, Marianne from Brooklyn calls in and tries to, you know, lather Wiggy's ass about the whole thing and how he's the crown jewel. So we're going to play the audio because, um, I think it's a good contrast to the uh, the wording in the article, the articles that have been leading up to the contract negotiations, which talk about, you know, we want to work with Howard as much as he want to work. He wants to work with us and all this corporate doublespeak, which doesn't really betray anything, but it's like sound bites. You know, it's the kind of stuff that uh, the double talk, the double speak that uh, lets you know nothing's happening. Like they're not renewing him. They don't care about him. And when they say, it's just, it's like what they say in LA. How do they say, fuck you in LA? Trust me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so the the article, it's a, the article continues a little bit. It says, um, his decision to retire has been long in the works. Meyer recently been, has recently been in the news for trying to broker an agreement with Howard Stern to extend his contract. Negotiations have gone on for several months with Meyer saying as recently as last week that he is quote, optimistic unquote about the outcome so he's going to remain on serious board of directors and serve as vice chairman after he retires so it's not to say that he's not going to have any pull so so to speak but this is essentially what's uh, going on so far so i'm going to play the audio and thank you raven for digging this one up because um uh, uh i was not 100 percent sure we were gonna uh use this or not so here you are. You're welcome. Thing, the thing I worry about is, will Jim stay with the company? I'm more worried about right. if Jim signs up with the company because Jim's the best guy I ever worked for. Why don't period. you put that in the contract? What Jesus, how, how have we forgotten so easily about Mel Carmazin? Where's Mel's name anymore? No. No, right? gone. The best guy I ever worked for? Jesus. Sorry, Mel. At your funeral, make sure you don't see them way at the back with the scrubs. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Jim, Meyer, Jim leaves, I leave. Crown, crown jewel of the company, Howard. And what I like about Sirius is you, Howard. See, what I like about Sirius is you. Twenty four seven. You know that, Howard? Twenty four seven. I do know. <laughs> I do know that. And I don't know if 
you know this, right. Howard and Robin and Fred, but the wrap-up show did a special about me, Howard, and I was crying. How sad is it that he has to prop his, himself up with this, this, this fucking, this crow? Oh my gosh, it's just blah, 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 nonstop, just nothingness and, yeah. and pain and bleeding of my ears. But that they actually coordinate with her to call in and be on call, be on hold, let's say, and then this is what you're going to say. This is like, here are your bullet points. Right. Talk, you know, we'll try to make it sound organic, but there's nothing organic about it. She is so far up his ass. It is disgusting. I, mm-hmm. I just don't, I, I, I can't take it anymore. And honestly, I hope this is all done by the end of this year. I really do. <laughs> Well, the, the, the scuttlebutt, like we said, guys, the scuttlebutt is that some, somebody is going to give him some interview type, you know, like a Dick Cavett type show with X amount of, uh, you know, like 10 celebrity interviews or something like that. And yeah, go ahead. How funny is it going to be when he's doing a podcast from his basement, just like me, (laughs) and he's getting $10 million for it, but I'm here getting what uh trolls on youtube and um <laughs> hard time from my kids because i'm being selfish doing something that i know a lot about and enjoy pointing out hypocrisy in the world i'm sorry at, at least it's some, some messed up a messed up situation that's all i know well i'll tell you what then you addressed it right before we started recording actually the idea that he could go to a mm, let's say uh, not Amazon, but let's say, let's use Spotify. They're the big kind of kahuna these days with, after the Joe Rogan right. deal was announced, you, you mentioned specifically, they have metrics. They are yes. going to know how many listeners Rogan has brought with him. If he brings any, because the, the, this is the way I understand the Spotify deal with Rogan. Any content of his on YouTube is going to be gone as of the new year. He is going to start, there's like a a little overlap. He's still going to be broadcasting through YouTube until the end of the year. And then the minute that year comes in, his channel is shut down. So all of the YouTube content you want with him, start, start downloading it now, guys and girls, because it'll be gone. And then you'll, you either get Spotify or you don't, he'll be free, but the video content will be, uh, does, does Spotify offer video? Do you know that? That's some more research I got to get going yeah. on. It, I didn't, it just occurred to me now. <laughs> it never because stops here. It just occurred to me now because some people do like to watch interviews. I don't know that I care so much, but it does. It, sometimes it is actually important. Nuance, you can verbalize nuance, but it's a, a whole different beast when you see the person interviewed as well sometimes. And you're not sure about how something is being said. I'm 99% sure Spotify has a video component, but mm-hmm. I will get back to you on that. Um, okay. Yeah. In the meantime, let's just, uh, let's, yeah. let's slog through the rest of our clips, please. Okay. We will, but I'll uh, get through this, but the, 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 do you have, do you have any faith that they're going to, he's going to subject himself to a metric at this point in his career? Um, honestly, I think his ego and his wallet will allow to be quantified, but wow. you know, he's going to fight that he's going to have like. Uh, a thousand reasons why statistics are adjustable and can be computed to make anybody look good or look bad. And, you know, he'll, he'll flip flop it somehow and spin it that he's being victimized or 
just that there's bots doing stuff, which are really, you know, us people out here who care to expose the truth. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think he might put up with it for a short-term contract, not mm-hmm. a long-term, maybe year-to-year, mm-hmm. just as a testing ground, because he's got nothing. Netflix yeah. doesn't want him. He's got nowhere to go. So why not go with the giant of podcasts and mm-hmm. follow where the money is, which is Joe Rogan right now? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, uh, I my, you're I think you're on the right track. There's um, the the only thing is he would insist on money up front first of all because he's not going to leave money on the table. Yes. You Agreed. want he wants to get paid in advance for all this crap uh, or a guaranteed contract where he's going to get paid for the full year and that's that. But then, if there is a bad metric, his ego will not allow like he will not let he will not continue if he finds out that no one's watching or like the amy schumer leather special on netflix the he he could claim that the rating system is bullshit but he will it, as much as he tries to spin it he will not let be able to handle it if people think he's shit and say it online well I, i'm a hundred percent that don wrote in the contract the first year's metrics will not be used against him that it's experimental, it is purely just a trial basis to see mm-hmm. what he can accrue for them. Sure. Then after that, you know, we'll renegotiate. And, like, if he reaches maybe this metric, he'll get this. If A, then B, then if Possibly. C, then D. I don't know. Don is really good at what he does. And mm-hmm. Lord knows he wants to retire, so he's probably written this out for, like, the next 10 years. Because... He- He's well, lucky if he has 10 more years left in him. Well, well, with the last contract, they they were forced to throw in the tapes as, like, not leverage, but, yeah, pretty pretty much yeah. leverage to make the 90 million if it was, in fact, 90 million. But if you think about it, it's not 90 million a year. I believe it was 90 million for the full contract. That means way less than, like, 10 million a year for the purposes of going forward. Okay, Hence, yeah. Hence cutbacks, yeah, hence why works. everybody's like hurting and why, you know, we think people are making way less than most people think. So anyway, we'll play the rest of this clip and listen to him lather on about Jim, Jim Meyer. They did exactly <laughs> oh, how yeah. much I love you. And oh, that's all sweet. I need is help. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, we've had enough of that. Oh, no, you haven't. Play her off. Good job, Fred. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what's going to be, but. You couldn't uh, pick a better company to work for. I mean, they, they're they're awesome. It's a good it's a good company. I was We've talking enjoyed about... our time here. It's been what is it? Fifteen years. Okay, you hear the stammers. You hear the pauses. You hear those <laughs> pregnant, like pregnant octomom, pregnant type pauses. Go ahead. Yeah, if you look at their stock, it's done nothing. Yeah. I mean, you'd be better off going to a savings account in a bank with your money than buying stock in Sirius XM company. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's so bad. Yeah. But yeah. They're, they're going to sell it till the very end you watch and mm-hmm. then save this clip. I think I messaged you that this clip will come in handy when he starts bashing Sirius someday when they don't own his stuff and he's, you know, someone else is buying his, you know, is paying him marbles to oh, do yeah. whatever crap show and yep he has no backbone and he's, he comes up with but. yeah absolutely anytime there's a anytime there's an advertiser when they're advertising he'll talk them up 
as soon as they're no longer advertising, they're shit. And he's turned his he's turned on so many of them. Yeah, fifteen years people, of bliss. People think I own this company because I, I had a friend who called me and says, "Hey, I want to work for SiriusXM. What can you do?" And I go, "I can't do anything. I mean, I could I could put in a good word for you, Fuck but you, I don't really do the hiring. You don't you know? hire anybody. No. <laughs> this is the same guy, by the way, who said during that whole Ellen rant that this company came to me and said, if I wanted somebody gone, all I'd have to do is sign here, and they would, you know, and I believe it then. I absolutely mm-hmm. believe it then, and I believe it now. Uh, but this is like as as a as a matter of his present contract. But and Sam and I were talking about this. He's like he's in charge until it's contract time, and then all of a sudden, oh, I don't know, I don't have any uh, power, I don't have any, you know. And then on top of that, like you remember the Hurricane Sandy stuff. My high pitch yeah. mic. Remember where your bread's buttered on, man. If this show doesn't happen, you. But then when it comes time to money, oh, I'm not responsible. Talk to Tom. Talk to uh, Sirius. I don't have control of the, right. you know, your finances. Fuck off. Does, an, does anybody really believe that? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't actually. No one ever consults me about it. Thank God. That's why I like this company. As far as I'm, I'm concerned, I'm out here in the woods somewhere. <laughs> well, I, I just noticed uh, Booker announced that he is now working for Sirius. Yeah, Booker's doing a, a countdown show, and evidently oh, great. It's, it's very popular. Excellent. I think, I think it's on Pandora, too, or something. Okay, so that's that clip, and uh, we're going to start on with our battery of clips from the 15th of September and the 16th, which is Tuesday and Wednesday. So on the 15th, Raven, um, you heard it in real time, of course, the Adam right. Levine interview. This is the second one in of this year. Yeah, he came in uh, five months ago. Okay, we did. We covered it in our original <laughs> breakdown. But do you? What do you remember specifically from the first interview? Oh, okay. You asked for it. You're getting it. I did. It. Yep. He pretended that he was his Adam's wife, Bahati Prinsloo, who's a Victoria's Secret model, and that he was going to be shaved and he was going to dance around for him, and that he was going to seduce Adam as his wife uh, in a bikini and then shaved and. That's Howard's fantasy, I think. That's what I took away. Um, yes, and uh, Adam was, I mean, you could hear he was he was audibly thrown, <laughs> like thrown about, like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Adam it, really plays along well. He, he's, he's just like, oh, gross. And then he just goes, like, deadpans it and then moves on and plays a song. So there's something feeding Adam's narcissistic narcissistic drive that he needs to go on Howard and be heard or play for an audience of any sort because he can't yeah. get out right now. Yes. And I will tell you that the between the, cause I'm not a fan. I don't care about Maroon five. I don't, I'm not a hater or anything. I do think he looks like a bit of a bundlero, but um, the thing is <laughs> when he, when he, on that first interview, I didn't have so much of a problem. I mean, the problem was wiggy. When this one, I got, I came away from it if thinking, if I only heard him this time, this one time, I'd think he was an egotistical, narcissistic asshole. And it would turn me off of their music because the, just certain exchanges, which you'll hear, I've got some of them clipped. But, yeah. uh, and it wasn't nearly as cringeworthy in the, in the gay way, but it was yeah. just an awful interview all the same. And how long did it go for? 90 minutes? Uh, hour 45. Oh my God. It was like a, um, history one i'm sorry a music 101 class yes with adam and it was all like an essay of 
here's my musical influences. Here's how I learned this and this. Right. And then he gives examples by playing them. And he'll yeah. only play a snippet or something. But right. it was nothing impressive. And it was a, also a rehash of the birthday show when he did the Prince song. Yes, of course, because they couldn't actually get Prince because, well, Prince is smart enough not to, was rest in peace, was smart enough not to associate himself with a dirt merchant like Howard. So, number one, hi, I'd like to introduce you to my overindulged ego. Do you? What you doing? Hey. Uh, I've been just I'm, listening oh. to this adoration and really enjoying it. Please keep going. <laughs> Purple Rain, when you did that, was so mind-blowing. You know, why am I echoing the echo? It must be just in your headphones because I can't hear it. You can't hear it. Okay. No, you can't hear that. Can you? It sounds flawless. It does. Okay. Well, I'll try to carry on through the echo. But anyway. (laughs) Okay. Now, and normally um, I would, uh, we've got the screen set up a certain way. So Raven can't read them, but I'll read them for you this time because uh, it's just easier uh, all around. Number two, when you shit can Scott, the engineer, this happens. I thought you shaved that, but now you're growing. Your you getting an echo too? I'm getting now. Someone's talking over you. I can't hear you. It's me oh. talking over me. I think. No, no, someone else is talking over. Oh, I okay. <laughs> I think it's better now. Okay. Yeah, now it's better. Better, better for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm perfect. I, I can just. There was someone talking in the mic. That's. <laughs> this is stuff you're supposed to figure out in the break before you come back from a break. Can't you set this up? So good they sent him quality equipment from Sirius to do the interview, too. That's only, like, a few miles away because they're in the same place in Long Island, the Hamptons. Yeah, They're both there. They're not that far away from each other. Couldn't they actually, I know this sounds, you know, sort of low-tech, couldn't they, uh, uh, do you have an iPhone? Do you use iPhone? Are you an Android or Apple? I'm Android. Okay. Android all the way. Okay, so me too. So... I know that when I call someone on my phone, I have the recording function to be able to record the call. Right? Right. I don't know if they've taken that away in future phones. I still have a Note 4, like some Luddite, some, some grandfather stuck in the, in the mud. But um, the sound from the, the audio quality from the, the built-in mic on the phone and, and recording the conversation sounds yeah. perfect. Like you don't, obviously, obviously I can't introduce sounds unless I hold the phone up to some speaker, which isn't, you know, ideal, but it would sound way better than what they're fucking going on with. And yet they've got equipment meant to do this shit like we do, but better, supposedly. It's mind blowing. It really is. Welcome to the Howard Stern show, right? <laughs> so each show is a, is going on his CV headed into renegotiation. And this is what you're putting <laughs> on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go to the next clip. Number three, Wignocchio uh, obsessed with Adam's hair. <laughs> I, I, the last video I saw of yours, your head was completely shaved. Uh-huh. Uh, and you had a, a full beard. I did. And, and then when I saw you in California, so is, and Howard has a full-time beard. Carry on. California, you had like a mohawk. <laughs> yeah. Looking, I mean, and then I, and then I started to say to Beth, I said, I guess Adam went bald and he just decided to shave <laughs> his head because he didn't want people to, you know. That's a move. That. That's a move. People That's make move. that move. Yeah. Right. It's a move. Yep. Go ahead. Bald nose bald. <laughs> Carry Absolutely. on. Yeah. So now I'm move. looking at you. Yeah, no, now I'm looking at you. No, your hair's plenty growing. Of hair. Yeah, your hair's no. growing back in. You have a full head of hair. Yeah. yeah. And you dyed it platinum or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> I want to go through the nuance of my 
this is this is riveting radio, guys. If you all, you know, other imagine having Robert Planted and asking him if Jimmy Page was the love of his life. Um, number, go ahead, Raven, please. You hear the disappointment in Adam's voice when he's like, "Oh, do you really want to talk about like my look? Like, yeah. that's where this interview is going to go. Like, I want to get into the music. Yeah, I just find it very uh, telling, interesting. Yeah, telling." No. Number four, Adam says Wiggy's hair is not a mistake, even though this this interview definitely is. Like, I, and I don't want to grow it out, but I, I can't stand how it looks when it grows out. That's why I keep I always cut it because I can't. I just don't like the process of like letting it. Like, look at your hair. Like, that's not a mistake. Like your hair. Your like, hair is right. like it's like you have to deal with it and shit. And like I don't. Like yeah. That. I'm going to play this again, guys, because I counted five likes from a grown man, like who's what forty. Yeah, Adam Levine's got to be what mid forties, my age maybe. I'll get back to you on that. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I'm going to play it again. Like, I, and, I, and I wanted to grow it out, but I, I can't stand how it looks when it grows out. That's why I, keep, I always cut it because I, I just don't like the process of like letting it – like look at your hair. Like, that's not a mistake, your hair. Your hair right. is like – it's like a, you have to deal with it and shit. And like, I don't yeah. uh, that's nine likes I think I counted. You got six surfaces. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's for his age. He's 41 years old. Okay, so he's in. He's right in my generation, unfortunately. But my God, um, yeah. and, and really great elocution, Adam. What's oh, that? Fantastic. I mean, if he's it, okay, California Valley speak fine, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I just hate it. I just hate it so much. Um, number five: eyes without a face meet hair without a scalp. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, it drives me crazy when a guy who's got a full, beautiful head of hair shaves his head completely. And I think of my father. My father went bald in his 20s. <laughs> Thank you, Grandpa Saul. <laughs> okay. Projection alert. I feel like I need a, a bell or a whistle or some I was kind of, of alarm that. system next to me. Exactly. I'm going to work on that one. You know what? I will isolate the sound of a projector working. Like a really loud old style projector, and you can just go, you hear you hear the sort of yeah. And uh, I feel so blessed to have hair. So it's like I mean, it's almost criminal to have a full head of hair like you have, nice head of hair, and then shave it off. It's a it's a fuck you to all the guys who have lost their hair, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, I don't think I I don't think I um uh, I I captured it, but at one point, this is where Adam goes. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the dick move to do. Um, you know, you have your hair, you don't you have your hair and it looks like the move and then it grows back as if to say fuck you, I still got hair. And that's where I thought he sounded like a complete douche. It didn't sound funny, it didn't sounded um the music discussion I didn't mind so much except for the fact that no one cares about Adam Levine as a musician. You they care about him as a pop singer, as a sing, you know, as a, a star, but I think a music discussion is great. I'm yeah. all for it. I love talking about music. I love music. And he brought up James Brown, who's one of my favorites. Me the too. The Payback. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Great. Play it over and over. And, and that goes gay, sadly. But <laughs> let's go back and talk about Adam and how yeah. it's like his look is an F you to everybody. Like, who cares? And then you've got Wiggy's narcissism battling Adam's. And it's just... At this point, it's really funny. I just want to point out mm -hmm. when I'm doing the thread in the morning and people leave a comment in the live AM thread, my phone starts going off like crazy and I can't even type because the messages are coming in so fast. Yeah. And people like Josie and Brendan 
and Jeremy and just ridiculous amount. And we get new people every week. Mm-hmm. It, we have a great group of people and they're so funny. I totally am doing a flat out commercial for our live thread for the rest of this year. Yeah. 33 shows. Come join us. You'll have a blast. Even if you're not posting, just read along. It's hysterical. And, and if you like gifts, you, this is the place for you. Trust me. But we just document what's going on in the show. And when these things are coming up where it's like gay stuff, MPD stuff, projection stuff, mm-hmm. money stuff, it is out of control. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> and I have to go back later and reread stuff because I miss so much. And it, it's, it's, it's just... It's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me because I laugh myself silly with these people. They are so freaking awesome. Brendan must have, um, he might be like Pearl from the movie Blade with the, in terms of getting all the fucking gifts like at his, at his fingertips. He's got all these gifts that like he instantly can pull up. But one of my favorites, I think it was you that did it first, even though I know you didn't make it, you didn't create it, is the little girl like asleep on the merry-go-round and holding on to it. Just girl <laughs> dragging her dragged around. Drag around asleep. Oh my gosh. That, I love that one. It's every, every thread that's in somewhere. You just got to wait for it. And then we have our bingo and our Yahtzee. It's, oh yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> and Josie's constantly like asking to be killed and we're coming up with creative ways to kill her and shoot her <laughs> in gifts. Not, you know, but it's just like, no, we need you. We can't kill you. Keep <laughs> going. Yet. But yeah, hold out. Well, the and I will tell you guys, this isn't a key thing about the mockery thread, which Raven didn't mention, but I will. It is so everybody is so on point. Everybody's behind the eight ball. Throw whatever fucking cliche you want to. There's there are no for the most part no diversions in no divergence where where suddenly it goes into some wormhole you didn't expect. It might, but then the good thing about Facebook, which a lot of people don't seem to get, is it becomes like a tree branch. So if you want to continue along a certain, you know, vein, it doesn't take away from the rest of the thing. People can comment below, and it's it's like Reddit, but a more immersive and more visual Reddit. Because Reddit, I find, is just, I hate n- negotiating around Reddit. That's why when people suggested, why don't you guys make a group at Reddit? I'm like, no, it's not worth it. It's it's not visually appealing. Yeah, yep. you can branch off into other threads on our Facebook with um, just uh, more discussions on things that came up in that show. Or at the end of the show, Jeremy Shepard came up with this great idea to do, like, what did I learn today? So totally. that's a great moment where at the end of the day, we just let off some steam, like, what did I learn? And mm-hmm. It can be as ironic and sarcastic and angry <laughs> or funny as you want. It's just it's just like a a, a chance to like exhale all the anger from, okay. from listening on. to this. Hold but on it, for a minute. Let's get let's use this for let's just one moment say let me just get there. Forty four. So for example, on the come talk to anybody but me uh Tuesday thread uh jeremy shepherd wrote down today i learned that a media corporation will let someone make millions talking about 40 year old topics every morning (laughs) 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 um bob sisopho or sisopho what i learned today is that i could listen to the show for five minutes leave for 15 and miss nothing (laughs) um i wrote down uh i learned that mockery is the sincerest form of fuckery 
Uh, yes. the Raven wrote down today. I learned that Lars, Adam, Wiggy, and Ralph all find solace here in their douchiness. This is why they can't deal with the general population. General population would most likely tell them to suck it and get in line like everyone else. I'm not impressed by celebrity, but rather I'm repulsed by it. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan wrote down totally true. Today I learned that two narcissists can observe the other through themselves, but but are held captive by their own shallow reflection. No deep introspection for nothing of substance is there. Now, on the Wednesday one, Brendan made me fucking die laughing. Uh, you want to read it or, can, or should I? Oh, you read it. Okay. Read it. I learned today that we were all temporarily caught in a bootstrap paradox, witnessing passive, less assertive guests relent, stories being told all the while wondering, we only heard it repeated by Wiggy, and yet never can quite cite precisely any time when it was originally uttered, allowing the past <laughs> and the future to collide in infinite majesty, majesty, eternity, stultifying boredom. Oh my god. <laughs> oh what my a wordsmith. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, to, go ahead. Go ahead. Just explain why he was writing that was we have people in the thread who listen and they might be two to five minutes ahead of those of us that listen on the app so we yeah. call them you know the future people <laughs> the time travelers bring the doom that we're about to listen to so we know what's coming which is even worse oh yeah. my god it's like no we don't want Marianne. no bobo please right but the, these people bounce around off of you know it's great yeah. That they're so mobile. They'll be in their car listening. They're in their house. Then they go on the app. So like Bob, Bob Sisypho, he was, he was hysterical. Like I'm back in time with you or I was in the future. And Brendan just made a great point that all the stuff we hear, it's evergreen. It doesn't really matter in Wiggy's world because he repeats himself so much mm -hmm. that we are in like a, a strange space time continuum. Is he doing Ben and Ray? again for mm -hmm. the millionth time is he mm -hmm. talking whatever the same questions in the same interviews yeah and it's like groundhog day in a way or some whatever whatever think whatever movie uh, edge of tomorrow where time is being bent and and ass fucked i mean it's it's um it's hyster it's hysterical in its own way and that's why it became what it you know why mockery became more fun that's and that's one one thing uh, when we're talking about jump the shark which is a future episode guys we're going to record it this week coming uh, approaching um when there was some point where it became more fun to make fun of the show than to listen to it and yeah. that that was definitely in this you know the, this last decade especially but more so in you know the last eight, nine years, because it, like, it's been, it's a demented puppet show. It became eventually a demented puppet show. So let's continue. We've got, um, number six, uh, world's oldest teenager asks about new tattoos. Where are you at also with tattoos? Because you do love tattoos. You would not get tattooed now. Do you have any new tattoos since quarantine? Tattoo, tattoo. I have not been like kidding me. That's like the uh, least sanitary idea ever when you're in court. Thank you. <laughs> so Adam's got a bit of a brain on him. Yeah. Duh. Who wants to be having needles and blood shared right now? Come on. Now, I think, okay, so he, at one point they start talking about Lorne Michaels and the disastrous time that Wiggy went on SNL talking. He was promoting private parts, but he wouldn't go on. And the story he always told was, 
of course, oh, I didn't want to be part of their lame sketches. And, uh, you know, I, I, I told them, look, I want Fred and Jackie to be the writers. If you want, guys, it's on NBC. It should be on YouTube now, actually, um, outright, where he goes on the news with, uh, with um, Norm and his himself. He's just playing Howard Stern because... yeah. I mean, there's any number of reasons why we've covered it before in, in old, you know, at the old place, but he's horrendous even there. It's like uh, unfunny and Norm's there like allowing him because at that point Norm was a huge fan and maybe still is, but it wasn't funny. I mean, it just was complete, completely, you know, his usual talk show shtick, shtick, um, except in the, the form of a, uh, in the middle of a sketch show. Yeah. Raven. It's just awkward. His whole Everything, his whole uh, vibration is just awkward. The way he walks, uh, every every emotion he tries to express. And then when he tries to talk or just watch his eyes, it makes you uncomfortable being in his, in his energy or watching him, trying mm-hmm. to follow him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, in his, his, his presence, you're right, it, it doesn't foster any kind of warmth or any kind of likability because he looks, as I've said before many times, like a cornered rat, but, but excuse me, the, the, when you look it up, yeah. the, the, uh, body language experts will tell you that the shifty eyes, the crazy eyes, as the Howard TV staff will call it is, um, him looking for an escape. Now, what is he escaping? In my opinion, he's escaping himself. He's escaping the discomfort he feels in his own body. Um, as he's talking, supposedly emoting, uh, acting, quote unquote, doing comedy, you, you name it, interviews. Yeah. That's a really good assessment. I find that much deeper than it sounds, um, on a lot of different levels. I think Bob D would agree with you on that. And going Mm -hmm. back to the Lauren Michaels bit, he's covering his tracks because in the future, he's going to want to get guests out of the Saturday night live system. And if you notice, Brad Pitt was a guest last year as Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's up for an Emmy. Good luck, mm-hmm. Brad. But he also did the table read for Fast Times at Ridgemont High today. I don't know if anybody saw that, but check out Shia LaBeouf smoking weed. It's funny. It's hysterical. Okay. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent. Back to the Lauren thing, though. He yep. is trying to mend fences with anybody. So there's going to be a lot of rescinding, rescinding <laughs> that goes on with him in the rest of this year when he's oh, not yeah. giving us garbage filler from the whack pack and lame hanger honors of the staff that are just desperately clawing to get a job at yep. serious possibly yep. or Spotify in the future. Yep. And that's absolutely a future episode of rescinding the Adam Sandler thing. Cause he talked shit about Adam Sandler for years and I'm not, I'm not going to lie to me. He picked a perfect target because I only liked maybe one or two Adam Sandler films, but a lot of them I thought were, just, I just got fed up with his shtick as well. And I didn't think, you know, as you grow up, you just realize that some of this isn't that funny. Um, but I mean, you know, here and there, the wedding singer was good. 51st dates. I liked actually there's, I know it was stupid, but I liked it. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I'm, I, I was a fan of Adam Sandler for a while, so I don't want to shit on him. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that it's relative to the time period you grew up in, sure, your age, your upbringing. And like, I know Sam loves Billy Madison, but like, I have, I love ha- happy I have, Gilmore, you know, like, um, happy Gilmore. I love, so yeah. I'm, I'm a sports person. That's me. Yeah. So yeah. bringing the hockey into golf was hysterical right. for me, but exactly. that's exactly. just it. Adam Sandler. Do what you want. Not a problem. But, you know, Wiggy, 
definitely flip flopped on that one. So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll so, uh, dig into well, that another time. Yeah, and you're going to hear him talk about it right now. But I, one of my, I still get douche chills when I think that Lorne Michaels once <laughs> called me a hundred years ago to be a host on Saturday Night Live, and I sat down in his office and I told him. Uh, I don't want your guys writing anything. My, um, me, Fred, and Jackie will write the whole show. Oh and uh, well, and I told him, and he, he <laughs> that looked is at me like, like I was from fucking Mars, and I, and I still have nightmares about that. Like, what an <laughs> arrogant little puke I was. Oh uh, really. my! Do you really think he's that self-aware? Or yeah, because I don't. I believe this is just him no. trying to walk back all the bullshit he said about Lauren, about SNL, about and and you know, and being an asshole there. Yeah, go ahead. No, this was a, a speech given to him by Don Buckwald to mm -hmm. correct him for a future benefit of marbles. Absolutely. He is merely mending past ways and fences that he broke and busted because back then he had no filter. But now Don is his filter or Marcy. If Marcy. She, I don't know. That's, that's a great question. What will happen to Marcy if he goes away from Sirius and how that will play out. Well, we don't know what he's not talking about. Well, he doesn't talk about GTD that much anymore. And I think like everything else in his life, it's a fad and she might've already been kicked to the curb, but I, I, in, I somehow don't believe that just yet. Um, however, in this case, um, yeah, he needs the, like it, t 10, 20 years ago, let's say Pete Davidson was exactly where he is. Same. Let's just change the, let's play with time. He is as big as he is. But 20 years ago, he's not getting on Stern's show because at that point it was what Wig wanted on the show and who he wanted. He was very one dimensional in terms of, I, I like this guy. Like, I don't care if this person, he wouldn't have Todd, uh, sorry, not Todd, Seth MacFarlane on. He never had him on until way right. later if he did come in. Um, and I'm talking about people that were massive. Well, you bring up Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. And that's an awesome point because... Pete has a connection with Machine Gun Kelly. They're best mm -hmm. friends. Do you know where they became best friends? Working on The Dirt, making the Motley Crue movie. Oh, yeah. You mentioned this Pete, in the first episode. Yeah. Pete Davidson plays their manager in the movie. Okay. So they hooked up on that movie. Pete had already been on SNL, so he probably convinced Machine Gun, like, just, this is how you do it. This is what you got to put up with. Just, mm -hmm. this is you know, what I do yeah, and you'll be fine. So mm -hmm. hence this coming week after the show airs, we're going to be hearing from Machine Gun Kelly. I did, I did some research today. Okay. I couldn't help myself. And I was looking <laughs> at his movie career because we know his music career isn't much, but he does have an album coming out later this month in mm -hmm. two weeks. Okay. And he's had probably three, somewhat big movies minor big movies to his name one was like the the dirt was the biggest the nerve was the second and i forget the name of the third but it's a john goodman film so they had some relevance to him but they just didn't get a lot of play so this is like 2016 to 2020 again i'm off on a tangent i'm sorry can we please go back to the clips and just no, it's because I don't no, want to bore people. I no, really it's fine, don't. but it's it sounds like in a, just a you know what a year, Machine Gun Kelly already eclipsed all the um, all the um, appearances <laughs> in films that we did in in total. So let's continue. 
God, that is <laughs> yeah. yo, yo, that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty well, bad. Well, it's the same thing as you saying to Mutt Lang, who's a genius. He goes, "I want to write with you," and you go, "Fuck you! I want to write with you." It's okay, okay, but, but okay, but God bless him. Mutt Lang was a little past his prime. God bless him because he's a talent and he still is and he always has been. But that was probably when Lauren was like fucking like in the <sighs> middle of his heyday. And that's you're like, no, nah, I got this. <laughs> that's his. See, th this is where th that's that's a, I didn't realize I had that part of the the interview in there. Mutt Lang was a fucking legend in the business, and yes, you can, you know, <laughs> Bob Ezrin <laughs> released he produced Kiss music from the Elder, so you can step into dog shit every now and then. But you, he also produced The Wall. He produced fucking you know Destroyer. He produced like Alice Cooper. Um, I mean. But to talk shit about uh, a guy that kind of legendary in the business is incredibly rude, incredibly disrespectful, and clearly shows how, uh, what kind of fucking ego Adam has on him to also put up with this fucking interview because it suits his own narcissism. Like it's actually right. an, an injection of adrenaline into his own fucking oversized <laughs> ego. The only thing that comes to mind is one word, ignorance. Yeah. I suppose so. I mean, you're 41. I, I know better because I used to DJ and I love music from really early on and, and just really, you know, had no life. But, um, the, um, you know, you're that age, you're that successful. You wouldn't go through and fill in the blanks and figure out about Miles Davis and you wouldn't listen to, you know, Charlie Parker. You wouldn't listen to, I don't know, whoever the fuck it is back in the day and, and try to make sense of the the whole thing that you're a part of i don't know shallow rock star bullshit bad I, or in this case pop star let's be honest it's my saturday yeah. night live story i mean i really i can't even believe i had the balls to do something like that and and the arrogance and and the, you know what it might have been really fun i mean now i'm a lot smarter than i was back then i was a fucking moron I mean, I just thought you I were knew different. Everything. You were definitely yeah. different. I, I, remember uh, I, I wish like I would have 11. collaborated with him. <laughs> By the way, guys, he is no different. He is right. He, it is arrogance, but mostly it was fear. The idea yep. that he would let one of the makeup people at SNL get at his wigs and find yeah. out that he's, he didn't have hair. Bullshit. Bullshit. Mm -mm. And also that he'd be found out as a complete fraud and charlatan because he was so bad in the movie. He, he did plug anyway. Can you imagine what's he going to play? He can only play Howard Stern and that's tough for him. That's a stretch for the writers and also for the camera crew. Who's got to deal with those darting <laughs> pinball eyes. Come on. <laughs> Who wants to deal with that? No, it's a bad fit. It's like moving a along. <laughs> a 50 camera shoot. Okay. Number eight now admits he's a shitty talk show guest. About not preparing for a conversation. I wish I had understood that. I used to go on Letterman, and I'd be so prepared. I would have my material down pat. And yeah, as you, a were, result, you were stickier. You had a stick. stickier. You and I hate, I can't watch any of those old Lettermans, although people seem to enjoy them. I hate them because I like having a conversation, and Dave was desirous <laughs> of a conversation, and instead I was just kind of, you know, spilling out the liners and things and, and, and ideas that's that what... I had. <laughs> Come on. a conversation. This is when I rip my headphones out of my ears. I do a circle around a table, and then I come back, take a deep breath, and I start typing again. I cannot deal with that. <laughs> the conversations I imagine Wiggy has is like Edward Norton in the 25th hour looking into the mirror going, fuck the Upper East Side wives. <laughs> with their Hermes scarves and their Gucci handbags. <laughs> 
Anyway, so and, and yeah, I'm not going to go further into that because we've detailed Mel well about how awful he is. But I love those old episodes because those uh, those appearances because you you just see how he's such a hapeless old fuck. Um, let's go. <laughs> let's go with number nine. Hey, Adam, while you're taking a squirt, show us your cock. Mm. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm just going to be really real with you. What happens when someone has to pee? Oh, you got to go pee? Go pee. So badly. Like, it's crazy. I haven't pissed my pants. I've been holding on for a while. Oh, really? <laughs> you want to go pee and I'll talk to Robin. We can both yeah, talk to Robin. Just come back. Okay, you go guys ahead. talk. Okay, I'll be right. it's I know. I've, I've been keeping you a long time. Oh. I'm just kind of fascinated by this. Yeah, it's a great conversation. Yeah. Go pee. Uh, we have to continue. Go pee. <laughs> and let us see your penis, by the way. A lot of the girls Take like it that. with you. Now. You like you see how he added that in? A lot of girls, a lot of girls like to see that. Yeah, and myself, you know. Um, that. Oh my god. Poor Adam. <laughs> well, do you? I didn't feel bad for him. In this case, I kind of felt fuck you, Adam. You decide to go on this asshole show oh. yet again. You you felt sympathy, a twang, a twi- a twitch of sympathy. It's just so like bold and in your face. And what's he going to say? He just want, He's trying to escape. He's chewing his arm off to get away, Coyote Ugly style. And all Wiggy's doing is, like, getting these snide remarks in on his dick or his looks. And he's just like, fuck, I just want to play fucking music. Yeah. I got to piss. One word to Howard. Send your guests a Riley Martin piss jug next time they have an interview. And maybe, if you're lucky, you'll catch them on camera. <laughs> Put a webcam in the piss jug so you can get a first person view. <laughs> I mean, the the next step is him just using his own mouth as a toilet uh, wig. I, I I'm disgusted by it. At any rate, this next clip, guys, we need a little technical assistance here. So Raven, I'm actually going to uh, cover you up for a moment. Uh, let's see if I can get this right. Hold on. Uh, file. It's called number clip number one, Saber Dance Time with Jimbo Kimball. And because we're on the 16th now, this is what you get, guys. One moment, please. And I have to arrange it just so. Okay. And you're in a, a weird position, not a weird position, almost a, a lovely position, but I mean, you and Molly work together and you're married. And I'm thinking, like, Molly is one of your head writers. She's an incredible talent. I, I think she's one of the funniest people I ever met. Uh, and you're an incredibly funny guy. But I wonder, like, that's intense. And I always think about your marriage. I go, in one way, it's lovely. Like, it's so great because Molly... <laughs> I got to pause the guy's story. <laughs> gets Jimmy, and when Jimmy probably feels pressure, Molly's right there and can help him in a work situation but it's also filled with landmines because i know in work sometimes you can get like just fucking overwhelmed and and nauseated and oh why isn't she funny enough why am i not being funny enough and you can get critical and then it can turn into that work relationship (laughs) it's gotta be complex your marriage oh guys (laughs) oh my god it's, it's wow. <laughs> uh, this it didn't quite work as well, guys, because you have to do the thirty second rule. But my God, uh, the, when he he used to do this, I think it was with Tom Brady. We had we counted like a ninety second thing. By the time of it, <laughs> Tom Brady was like in shell shock, and he was going, "Geez, that was a lot of question." Um, let me see how I can approach this. It really was like the apes in two thousand one throwing up the the, the, you know, the monolith at the beginning of the movie. Go ahead. 
an English teacher's nightmare of run-on sentences. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I can't it's... stand that. I know Dennis DeMarco has my back on this because he was an editor. Yeah. And when I hear bad English and articles being dropped and prepositions thrown around and plurals not matching, it drives yeah. me insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So number two. What a nightmare. Number two. And by the way, guys, the, the Jimmy Kimmel interview was only notable for a couple things. But how long was that one? Was that also a 90-minute job? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd give that a 90-minute one, too. Because <laughs> part, of, part of the <laughs> fun of the mockery thread is also doing an over-under. <laughs> an over-under on how long these interviews are going to go for. Yeah. And, and the time was... We try to predict when, when it'll end. Let's be honest. The it time gives was, us hope. The interviews used to be like 20 minutes. 30 minutes if it was a big guest. 30, maybe an hour if it was like a Paul McCartney. But not even an hour. Back at Terrestrial Radio. Right. At K-Rock, it was probably 20 to 30 and he, then he'd have like 20 minutes of commercials to back end it. But when he got serious, anything went and he started definitely increasing from like 45 to an hour and then it became an hour and a half. And we've had two hours, we've had two hours, 10 or 15 minutes as our max. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely gotten more long winded as we've gone on. It's like it's. Yeah, it's an interminable, interminable hand job that just you're like I don't even want to come anymore. <laughs> like fuck, just get away. <laughs> so number two, this one is called Sirius XM gets what they pay for. But I know that on those meetings, everything Molly says, I'm going to agree with. Oh, and by the way, the context of the uh, the clip doesn't matter, guys. Just that it sounds like shit, and you'll find out why. And to have that, to have someone representing you um, perfectly is is so great because it, it, you feel like you, you like she should know what I do what I won't you just phased out a little bit I thought you'd have oh, a better sorry. internet connection all of a sudden Jimmy sounded like those the uh, in Star Trek the motion picture when those two people are getting beamed up and they their forms discombobulate and they start yeah. screaming in the transporter and and then he, and then afterwards I seem to re- I seem to remember that uh, Kimmel gave them shit saying our our web co- our connection is fine we've not had any problems this is all on you yeah and we he was like oh yeah you talking about it can't be me yeah so well, this is the same man that had to end his show early in in the beginning of zoom time back in march and april <laughs> because his internet was so bad and the neighbors were getting on at 10 a.m so he had to end the show <laughs> i think i used it in an intro <laughs> clip where it was Bowie just going you're out you're yeah you're completely mute howard <laughs> and then all of a sudden it cuts to music <laughs> now here's here's a great thought what if that was just an excuse because they had zero sponsors yeah. where they had nobody to yep. say at the end of the show? No Muggsy jeans, no zip recruiter, no, yep. not, no Gardein bullshit garbage. Mm-hmm. Just them saying, oh, uh, problem, we're out, bye. Mm-hmm. And that's the lazy zookeeper for you. He just does, you it's, know, yeah, the it's weirdest a possi- thing. It's a possibility. Um, I think, in, in honest to God, like you're like you're using Zoom pretty regularly, right? Are you? Like Skype is now. I'm the I'm the one using eight tracks when I talk about Skype. Everybody else is using Zoom. Oh no, we're on Google Meets and a private server for school. Oh, I don't okay. do Zoom. My kids okay. have done Zoom, but I don't. Okay. For uh, I, sports. 
Yeah. Right, because I mean, I'm using Viber for calling internationally, and I'm using Skype for this stuff, and I'm using Zoom for. Well, my wife is using Zoom. I'm not. Um, but uh, anyway, we're now welcome to tech. We're now we're doing Techno Beaver here, guys. <laughs> um, so the next next number num- number three will continue and try to get along. Uh, the welcome wagon has a flat. And then when you get to when you get to Idaho. You're not staying in the RV, right? It's just strictly for traveling. The context is Jimmy took the 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 Kimmels, the entire clan, went on a little jaunt to Idaho, um, and uh, they used an RV, which I would love to actually, the, the time and the ability to go use one and see North America properly, but uh, and drive across from end to end to end to end. But uh, wig shits all over it. And then that's, <laughs> I, I pulled this one specifically for Raven, who wanted the, uh, the uh, friendship meter to be tested here. No, we stay in the RV. And also, yeah, no, we stayed in a, uh, at, at a fishing lodge, but um, okay. we did not, yeah. But we, uh, yeah, we'd stay in the RV sometimes, though. Really? Okay, go ahead. You were going to say something? No, I just want to remind everybody that Jimmy has his wife, Molly, a three-year-old and a six-year-old in the RV with him. Yeah. So even the most luxurious, which he said it was, uh, ran into some problems due to his driving. Yeah. And then he poses a question to Wiggy, which I just loved. I thought yeah. that was great. And then passive aggressive too, which Sam, S- Samantha also noticed there's a lot of passive aggressiveness when Jimmy talks to Wiggy. Mm-hmm. So just keep an ear out for that too. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. Molly went it's along nice. with that. It's comfortable. What? Really? God. We'll drive it. We'll drive it out to New York and you can sleep in it. You yeah, know, great. one of the things we're sitting around the house and trying to figure out what we're going to do. And we're thinking about you guys. Typically we'd visit you over the summer. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I don't know if you remember this phone call, but I just said, I was like, listen, Howard, what if I'm just throwing a hypothetical situation? <laughs> out there. I said, what if what if you were to open your front door? I have to pause that one, guys, but you know what's coming next. And there was me and Molly with our luggage like we're just there. We were we're there. We said, listen, we we, we got tested. We're, we're clean. Would you let us in the house? And without hesitation, you said. No. 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 I did. I had to be honest with you. I... Okay. Now, <laughs> by luggage, does he mean children? <laughs> That's a big fuck no. Are yeah. you kidding me? Two kids, yeah. a wife, and possible COVID to go with it? And yeah. dirt, ro- dirt uh, road dirt? No. No, yeah. never going to happen. Not in not just, years. Not just kids, but a toddler and uh, what's it at six? At six years old, what, like a, a grade one, a, a first grader, you know? Six is either kindergarten or first grade. Oh, kindergarten. Grade, yeah. yeah, okay. Would throw you right the fuck out. I mean, I, I am, you, you, Jimmy, you want to hear the truth, how fucking crazy I am and how tortured my life is? Again, guys, when he says that, he's not tortured. He's not. No. He's he he's he is right when he says how much of a, an asshole, how crazy he is. But he revels in it. He doesn't give a fuck to get better, guys. So don't take that as some kind of acknowledgement. Oh, I know I'm a bad person, whatever. He loves it. He revels in it. So number four, and I think this falls in line with um <laughs> with what you guys are talking about, is called Jimmy finally getting the wig picture. Yeah. Well, he's fucking... not thinking of the real problem because Beth does everything. If she can't uh, come over to his side of the house, yeah, the other side of the house is going to be destroyed. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I don't care about that. I'm a guy. I can I can live through any kind of mess. 
Are the well, robots then still cleaning your house? Once she gets over her illness, she can clean forever. What? Okay, hold on. Just because this is a 35-second clip, guys. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I feel like this. I feel like you're enjoying this too much, this COVID. I feel like it was designed for you. You know? It kind of was. I feel like you maybe know. you started it. Jimmy hit the nail on the head, and I know a lot of people don't like him, and I, I, I still have a sort of affection for Kimmel, even though where he, where he is with the wig, um, and this idolatry, I just think he's he's got to be a little retarded to still be so up Howard's ass. However, I know he's a super fan and a star fucker at the same time, so he does know the the isms, and he, that's what he's doing. He's tweaking. Do you think somewhere in his mind he's like? I have all this ammunition if I really want to fucking lay it on you. And I could, I could be as, if something bad happens, Kimmel can be vicious, could be easily vicious and say, you fucking, you know, I did, I know this about you, etc. Raven. Jimmy's playing a great game. Jimmy knows Hollywood. He's, he's caught on quick. I, I have an affinity for him too. Yeah. Even since like the man show and way back in the day mm-hmm. and with him and Corolla and Dr. Drew Sure. I'm good with all that. Uh, but watching him semi-attack Wiggy in this is great. Mm-hmm. So props to him. But, yeah, he's he's got cards in his pocket, but he can't play them for a long time. Not he's yet. got time on Wiggy. Wiggy mm-hmm. will go before him well before. So sure. he knows, like, in 20 years he's got a book. Yep, or absolutely. he's got a show, a tell-all. He's got something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he just has to wait for all the main players to die. <laughs> it's like the JFK assassination. So okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Number five, Shuli calls in to explain family to Wiggy. I don't understand how it's going to work practically. I mean, uh, d- d- doesn't he need to be at the show in the office, or are his duties mostly confined to chasing whackbackers around? Well, I guess what what the the issue is is that we're not in our offices. Everybody's working from home. Right, like your show. But, so I guess his right, plan to is to make a move to actually move your family is kind of a permanent thing, unless you're like, well, no, we're just staying there for a while, and we're going to move back. Okay, I, I had to cut that down, but so Jimmy's actually yeah. being very astute here, like you know, and this is, and of course, the show wouldn't fucking address this. It takes a, a guest of Jimmy's sort of uh, pull to actually ask this and get away with it. But mind you, I wonder if. Jimmy knows the the real picture anyway because he's still you know he's in contact with Gary or whoever else he's a he's a a, a yenta just like um you know yeah. <laughs> certain certain guests are um and so you think Jimmy knows the score with Shuli and he's just egging him on or do you think he's legitimately asking trying to put you know uh, landmines in the conversation for Shuli? I think that he's got an idea of what's about to happen mm-hmm. he's foreseeing the um shift mm-hmm. and he's just jimmy just wants to come off as funny that's yeah. my opinion but he also knows that to gain howard's favor he has to gang up on shuli because apparently when like fred and Bowie and robin and howard ganged up on shuli that wasn't enough he has to come in and get a second ribbing with jimmy there okay it's just it's just endless filler Honestly, yeah. and okay, you know, Shuli's doing what Shuli's doing. I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit about Shuli. Yeah, go no, do it's... your thing. Have a family. Yeah. Exactly. Back, but that's a hell of a commute. Well, it's clear that I think Shuli is saying, 
look, while the COVID is happening, I'm going to work from Alabama. It doesn't really affect anything. It's the same as if I was in, you know, Queens. Right. But sure. the day we go back, if Shuley's going to live in Alabama, it's going to be the day we have to say goodbye to Shuley because uh, he can't be in Alabama. We, you know, he's got to be Under with us. Under this logic, Howard, he would have to then move again. So this, so there's Wiggy. This is what you just said yesterday in the in the other uh, first part. Uh, this is what all these years of slaving and toiling does for you, Shuley, and taking slave wages and taking shit and having to go on the road constantly. This is the kind of loyalty you got. So when you do your future interview for you because you want to get back at the wig, you know where to reach us. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Raven. Uh, well, okay, so. I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this, Mm -hmm. that doing these breakdowns of the live shows, Mm -hmm. it's hard to be funny because look at the material you're given to work with. Absolutely. Look at this slog of just mean girl, narcissistic, put them in a corner and just, you know, gang up three against one, four against one Mm -hmm. and don't give them a chance to retort. And anything they say is totally dismissed. There's yep. never been a winning argument against Howard by staff on air. So I just, I know that you and Sam do hysterical shows and have people in stitches laughing. I can't do that with this show. I don't have the material. I have what Fillmore says. I have what I come up with and what we do in the morning threads. So just so everybody realizes all the people that are calling me Karens and can I talk to your manager? <laughs> I think those are great. I laugh at those. But I'm angry. And I'm speaking out on the anger in the behalf of our listeners and the people, the great, lovely people in our thread who I adore. So there's a lot of love behind my heat. Just take I'm that, sorry. please. I'm sorry. Can I talk to your manager? <laughs> <laughs> I never I never heard it quite that way. That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> of course I'm going to sound that way. Look at the bullshit I got to listen to 12 oh. hours a week. Maybe 13, 14, yeah. 15 now. Oh, he's dragging it out. Oh, yeah, of God, course. It's a nightmare. So, all right. And my nightmare. Please. All right. You yes, would so. have to say, now the show's going back to New York. I have to move. All right. To answer Jimmy's question about Shuli is... Surely. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Hi, Shuley. Uh, <laughs> I love that music. It really, it, it came down to uh, an issue of just my family and I not being in a safe area for my kids. And, right. Uh, and I know it's out of the way and it's. Okay. And by the way, guys, this is the actual, in this particular two-parter, but it's going to be one part. This is the third time they brought Shuli on mic to talk about this shit, if for no other reason, on different days. So this is three separate days where he had to call in and talk about this shit as if they didn't get it all in the first pass. The music that Fred's playing, that banjo, deliver, you call it deliverance music, but it's not from deliverance. It, it, it's not. It's actually like rubber bands. <laughs> it's like Captain Lou yeah. doing a symphony. But th- that is so offensive, stereotypical, and it's it's a step below Ching Chong at this point. Ching sure. Chong Charlie Don't Surf is one of your great Photoshop's plug. But it I don't know. It's Fred it's Fred's only attempt to be funny. Yeah. This whole thing. And then it just 
I know, I know. I'm going too like far. He, Go like ahead. he doesn't he doesn't All play right. the chicken scratches when a, a Latino you know no. guest is on or a, like a caller is in and sounds you know vaguely Hispanic or really Hispanic, and then that's that's gone. That's not allowable. But this is fine. Okay, fine, whatever, fine. But either way, either way, I mean. Yeah, I, I get irritated by that. But that's at least you know Fred's alive. I think that's his way of, uh, you know, when you're in a coma and you wink, like wink twice. The far, <laughs> my main concern was, was uh, my family. And so that's what I put We first. didn't ask you that no, question. We, we asked you how yeah, are yeah. you going to commute to work when you we go back to the studio? Well, when we go back to the studio, we'll figure that out. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have that answer right now. Neither do you. Neither does Howard. But nobody's going back right now. Right? Right. Well, well I mean, that's true. When you guys but... come back in the city, I'll come back in the city. So, no, no, well, that, no, that, that, that it doesn't case. necessarily work that way. Now, listen to those two fucking assholes. Okay. Well, think whatever you like about Julie. I, I'm telling you guys now, I, this, is, uh, this is asshole on asshole on asshole crime. There's, we're, we're the winners. But at the same time, um, do you, do you not feel like, like we've seen this before with people that really didn't deserve it and they should have had the, it's like you said, when they're kicking someone and they're down, there's three or four on one. That's when you pull out the weaponry and you start going after them, like go after them entirely. You talk about Robin's weight. You talk about Howard's wig, his system. You talk about his nose job. You talk about his wife, his gold digger. You talk about, you know, and Jimmy Kimmel, you talk about, you know, his uh, divorce, you know, how are your older kids liking uh, being cut out of the will and shit like that? That's how I would have approached it. Because if I was going to go down in flames, man, let me earn all this bullshit. Let me finally take it and just like, here, you're getting it back. It might get scrubbed from the replay, but we will play it. Go ahead, Raven. It's it's pretty much the apex of this interview or this yeah. segment was truly for me. Yeah. Was yeah. when truly goes, when you guys come back, I'll be back. And listen to them jump down his throat. Oh, Robin's yes. like, oh, that's not necessarily the case. And right. Howard's like, oh, no, no, no. And immediately it's just no, no, no. But they don't have a good reason. No. Just like they don't have a good reason why they're not doing the news anymore. Which yes. I and think that's the is next, coming up. That's the next clip. You got it. I might never come back to the city, but the staff will. Okay, well, when we get to that point, we'll figure it out. Uh, right yeah. now, my main concern is, is my family. Why wouldn't you have oh. that figured out before you move? What a fucking idiot. Who's going to know what it's going to yeah. be like in a week, in a month, in a year, like the way the way it's going, guys, where the numbers are showing. So, and this is not political, guys, trust me. It really is just about reality and, you know, the <laughs> let the medical staff tell you what's what's going on um, with the uh, with the pandemic. And you have to be on Shuli's side for this on a human, not a humanitarian, but just a practical common sense reason, you know, and, uh, if their union, their, their unions would not permit them to come in anyway. So that's what I would throw in their face. But does Howard give a fuck about union? Does Robin? No, no, I have it figured out, Robin. I, what you're not understanding is I put my family safety first and the job. <laughs> Shuli, so, you get so defensive about this. It's I know. Just really, we're just asking. Well, I mean, in all fairness, guys, like you, you're not living where I was living. You're not in the position that I was in. So, you know, I, for you guys to sit here and go, oh, this was a dumb move. Maybe you so, don't know. But, but right. you moved a thousand miles away. I mean, there are probably <laughs> places like maybe 40 miles away or, or I mean, like, you know. New, now, OK, the, Jimmy's tweaking. He's he's trying to be funny. I think I, I yeah. hear that now. But. I don't think he realizes what's, I don't think Jimmy fully realizes the stuff. So I think he doesn't know 
uh, about anything in, in Shuli's personal life. So, and we don't either guys, we're, we're still going with that. So, um, yeah, we'll continue. There's only about a minute left. Less Jersey or Westchester. Right. Or... We all found places pretty right. close that were safe. Found? You're at your fucking house. What do you mean you found it? You're in fucking castle, castle fucking chocolate chip cookie dough. And, you know, you, you, know, you, know, you, you know what I mean? Like, she's the fucking Stay Puff Marshmallow broad. And, and she's, uh, you know, she's completely, um, uh, you know, gated off. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah. She's got Captain Dennis. She's got people cleaning. She just doesn't. She's got help everywhere. Yeah. Don't listen to a thing that woman says. And she acts like, you know, she's in such a precarious position and she's right. not she's, at all right she's driving into work with her ford f-150 and she's you know she's loading up sandbags around her house yeah right well this is the place that i found my family's happy i'm happy that's all i care about you know we'll figure out the rest when it comes Very that big. was my main concern who is this we you're talking about my family robin Oh, Wife, okay. kids, his family. Yeah. Eric, I thought he uh, meant we underdog. had to figure it out. <laughs> do they? Could they sound like more assholes collectively? In your opinion? Oh, just shut the fuck up, Robin. Mm -hmm. Really, you who has not been able to keep a man or ever have children and abandoned your own family, you're going to talk to Shuli about this? No, mm -hmm. I'm done. Most people are not going to rush to defend Robin about anything. Now, you know, I did some math. There are seven other states between New York and Alabama. Uh, none of those states appealed to you. It was Alabama. And Alabama. There's nothing safe between here and there. Right. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do with other places not being safe. This was uh, a, a great opportunity for us, uh, not only uh, for my family's safety, but there's other business opportunities here for my wife as well. And, you know, there's. Was there any part? So stick it in your ass, Robin. The last one, Kimmel dares yep. to ask King Baby what happened to the news. Now, this, guys, has been a question on Reddit. It's been all over the place um, that they're wondering what happened to the idea that um, Robin has no longer been doing the news. <laughs> well, there are no interns doing her work for her, first of all. She doesn't right. have a printer at home. That, uh, there's, you know, that's the real reason. But here's what King Baby has to say. There's a lot. What happened to the news, by the way? Why is there no news on this show well, anymore? Well, like, like everything else, doing a show from your basement is a little rough for me. Yeah. Not for Rob. Yeah, you don't get news down there? The equipment and everything that we usually would rely a, on for that. What equipment? But, Go on to CNN and you got it. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but what it is is, is that, honestly, uh, I burn out. Not Robin. I burn uh -huh. out. <laughs> and I do the show and I go into a fucking coma. So. Okay, so this is him talking about uh, giving a non-answer, right? That's like someone saying, what's yeah. your name? Uh, uh, about $10 worth, I think, uh, you know, like, uh, this, you know, this is non, this is not a, a conversation. This is not a conversation that, uh, that Wiggy wants to have. He's clearly upset, like, clearly, how dare you ask? And the stammering, the little right. thumpering and stuff, that's his tell. What, what what was your take on when you heard this the first time? Well, just the fact that the equipment translates to interns and staff to print stuff, highlight stuff that yes. Robin won't reread beforehand. <laughs> won't reread? She won't read anything. Proofread it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Sorry. And yeah. when she does read it, she gets stuff wrong, and that was like a lot of fun for us back 
before COVID came, because after COVID came, there was no news. That was like the end of March. Nothing. But before that, we used to love the over. We'd set an over under on how many mistakes Robin would make with the news. <laughs> that was fun. I miss yeah. those days. Yeah. She couldn't pronounce things. She got numbers wrong, places, people, and Bowie would chime in and correct her. And we had we had just so much fun with that. Now, now he's bumpering around. We don't have equipment. I'm just too tired. The show doesn't allow for it. These are all very vague things that make no sense. And Jimmy didn't challenge him. So shame on you, Jimmy, for not pushing this subject more because I believe you should have. Yeah. But you know better. You know your place. You know you won't be back. And you'll, you'll lose Wiggy as your Hampton Hollywood elitist friend in narcissism. Mm-hmm. So you have to play along. You can get one jab in, but then you got to lay down and take whatever comes your way. And this is all we got. So, yeah, so news your, is done forever, in, pretty much. In your, in your opinion, uh, and this is, this is may not definitive, you could change based on, you know, information we're going to hear over the next 33 shows and what have you. Do you think uh, it's just a case of laziness or was it Wig saying, let's do away with the fucking news? You're still getting paid everything, Robin, you're going to get, but let's, uh, I don't want the news anymore. So do you think it was an, a, a, um, like a, an executive decision on Wiggy's part, or do you think it's Robin saying, I don't feel like it, or I, you know, what, what excuse do you think there really is behind the scenes? Laziness. Okay. Devolving into a phasing out period. Okay. Yeah. That's my opinion. Getting people used to, this isn't going to happen anymore. This Mm -hmm. is my lame excuse. Why? And Robin, sorry. Nice knowing you. But yep. enjoy the rest of the 33 shows that we have because yep. you're going to be obscure when this is done. Yeah, she's going to be gone. She'll probably, like, if she makes it over the year, like, we don't know about her her medical condition. We know the cancer is most likely back because the type of cancer she had, endometrial cancer, uh, she had stage four, I believe, when she got her operation done. You, you're really buying time at best. You don't have, um, you don't have, it's not, there's no cure uh, and it's it's a mistake and it's an insult to real cancer patients to say you're cured because it always it almost always comes back. Yeah. I just want to say she's on borrowed time. Yeah. I never wished anything like that on her. That's her life. That's what she was dealt in life. Mm-hmm. And if anything holds up for her in the future, it would be working from home, doing a show on Sirius. But honestly... We're still trying to get a hold of the Robin audition tape. We've heard her <laughs> chatter. We've heard everything. Who's going to listen to that? Please tell me right now because I have zero clue. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any opening for her at Sirius because they just can't figure out what to do with her. I could come no. up with something for JD, Ronnie, Will, Jason, Richard, Sal, mm-hmm. Scott Salem. Miss you, Scott. Hope you're okay. Yeah. Sorry you got screwed over so bad but yeah robin that's why i say obscurity is i just don't see a fit for her in the future anywhere in any realm any media and they could easily push her out she's 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 well she's well past retirement age so what's the what's the use of keeping her i mean it's just i mean if it's part of howard's salary that where she's getting paid which i'm sure that's exactly how it works uh they call them independent contractors but if she and fred or with Buckwald as well, it really is coming out of Wiggy's contract. Like they're out, out of whatever budget they're getting paid. They're determining who's getting what. Not serious. 
serious uh, don't let's not let's not confuse the issue anyway 30 seconds let's finish it up oh, we we had to make some certain uh you know wow. changes in the show as you have as everyone has but will um, the news return when the show goes back to normal yes. yes of course but but here's the real news stay home that's what robin <laughs> is trying to tell you there's no news that's all that, that i have to say anyway this one got yeah, covid no. and that one got covid stay home and wear a mask yeah, yeah i mean what's wrong okay another thing no, that was the two-step. He sees, you hear how he said, yes, of course, but. Yes, of course, mm-hmm. but. And he sidestepped it as fast as you could. Like, it was literally, whew, you know. When the show returns, which right. is never, never. It's yeah. never coming back to that studio. That's right. So That's like when, when they, yeah. When they ahead, canceled, no, no, go ahead. I'm good. I'm good. When they canceled back off his radio, he mentioned uh, like what the guy, somebody called in and said, what happened to back office radio? I'm really bummed that that's gone. He goes, um, that's going to come back in some, we're not sure when that's coming back, but it will be, uh, we're just, you know, we want guys focusing on the main show. And of course it never came back. So we know Wiggy speak at this point. We're fully versed yeah. in his, in his horse shit. Um, so yeah, sorry, Robin, your news is gone. Do you think she cares? I don't think she cares at this point. No, I think she's ready to say goodbye. Yep. Sell off to her beach house and right. just bathe in friendlies, ice cream rolls, um, <laughs> Chinese food, yeah. pizza, yeah. Oh, uh, hot pockets. That's yeah. the one. Fair enough. And uh, this, that's when we got to pull the clip of, you know, if Robin's not on this show, I'm not doing this show. Those clips. <laughs> because he's, I guarantee <laughs> yes. you guys, he ain't going uh, quietly into that good night. Uh, he, whether he gets re-signed at, for like a pittance or a fraction of whatever time he's doing, or if he goes somewhere else or tries to do his own podcast, he's not going to be able to retire. He just won't. Sorry, guys. That's my, that's my takeaway. Um, Raven, and then we're going to maybe close this off. Yeah. I just want to wrap up with, um, kudos to you, Fillmore, for being a audio visual sniper of this show <laughs> who takes it down repeatedly. Whether it's on YouTube, on um, these podcasts we do, you have so much backed up and your memory is just infinite. I am so impressed because I could never organize some thing like what you do. Thank you so much. It's your love. I do what I love, even though it's (laughs) a thankless job. (laughs) But so is yours. You know, we we get appreciation and likes and people, but... It's a lot of work what you do. So I just want to tell you, I really appreciate what you're doing Aww. and thank you. And I know that no matter what the future is, we'll still be here discussing and going over things. Yep. Even if it's like pop culture, things that are happening in our world, not necessarily politi- politics or religion, but anything else Events. that um, interests us because we have the same comedy and we have the same thought frames in our head that we all get along you and sam and i so anybody who's worried about the future of this place mm-hmm. which has come to me in texts and on um the forum just know that we're not going anywhere and it looks like we have our work cut out for us for a couple years so no worries <laughs> yeah yeah love we'll you all s- yeah, exactly. So, guys, uh, when this comes after this, just to give you a heads up, we're to give you an idea of what's uh, coming up next. We, Sam and I, are going to be working on the uh, Jump the Shark episode this coming week, and we're going to finish off the finale. I guess I 
oxymoron there. Uh, we are going to release the finale of uh, yeah. the NPD It's All About Him, Ed, which took three. And I really, with the amount of stuff I have, I could have divided this one into another two, but I'm not going to make you guys suffer through it. Next one will be the end of that, but not the end of NPD in general. We're just taking a break for the time being uh, from it. And Bob, is uh, he's gold in our minds. Uh, for everything he's done for the um, that whole particular series of his shows, and uh, we love you all. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank Randall. you, Bob. Yeah. Thank you, Bob D. You are amazing. Love yeah. you. And Keep this up the great work. And this last episode might even be the best one, even though it might also be the longest. But we, it's uh, I haven't completed it yet. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a three-hour job, and um, as as they mostly most of them are. Um, and then uh, following that, guys, we are finally going to tackle the 15 foundations. So I hope uh, you guys enjoy it. Not sure how long that one's going to go, but it's going to be multi-part for sure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I guarantee this is going to be the uh, the fucking, I don't know, the, <laughs> the Citizen Kane of, of uh, Robin podcasts when we finally get done with it. So anyway, from Raven and I and Sam, of course, in absentia, we love you. Send us your likes, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, join our Facebook group, join the mockery thread. It's a lot of fun. Raven's not just plugging. She's not pulling that out of her ass. She really knows what she's talking about. And, um, and PM us also, if you've got any, uh, if you've got any like archival stuff that you want us to as suggestions, like for future shows, we're more than uh, happy to hear about it. Not just on YouTube, but uh, Podbean app, absolutely. Spotify, I can't check that because it's not available where I live. But um, we are on Spotify. I'll just try to VPN my way into your comments or send them in somewhere else. And in the meantime, hang tight, stay safe. We love you. Big hugs to everybody, and uh, we'll uh, see you in the live chat for the premiere. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Okay? And I'm going to fly out there next week, and I'm going to straighten your ass out. (laughs) And I'm going to make sure that you really get it. I'm going to make sure that you know what a rude, thoughtless little pig you really are. Do you understand? You're a rude, thoughtless pig. So be ready on Friday the 20th, because I'm coming out there. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to turn around. I'm going to fly right back home. (laughs) You are a rude, (laughs) thoughtless pig.